here. Because, I mean, we've already, what, spent 30 minutes talking and we haven't <laughs> yeah. been live. Yeah, I got here early, and so we've had we've had a great conversation already. Already, now I was the whole early mindset thing where I was going with that is when I was younger, I uh, I was big into sports like watching football, different things like that, and I was a Packers fan, and uh, I read a Vince Lombardi book, okay. and one of his things was like, hey, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Yeah, and I don't know why it's always read, resonated with me or why it stuck with me, but it's opened more doors than I think people are even aware of yeah so like i told you i if, if i'm not early somewhere i i have anxiety even if i'm going to be on time i have anxiety but so many times i've shown up to somewhere early and i've had great opportunities mm-hmm. just like this just to like chat get to know someone yeah um at big meetings at big conferences and it's always paid off like really well but not one time have i showed up late and it's paid off well. It's always right. like embarrassing and you walk in and you have to apologize and it looks bad on you, especially if it's like your first meeting. And so I, I've always, always have made it a point just to, I mean, even, just to get there. Even having five minutes to like talk with someone that you're about ready to make a business deal with like, and you're not already in that business mindset oh, yeah. can really change a whole entire situation. Oh yeah, for sure. I think when you show up early, whatever you're going to do, I think it, you know, you have a moment to take a breather from driving or from the distractions and maybe, you know, check your phone for the last time and be able to put it away and say, okay, here we go. Let, let's do this. And right. you need that little moment before you go start to do something. So very true. And I'm excited. I wanted to give you a, I don't know if it's a congratulations, but I saw your pictures that you posted about, you know, changing your mindset, losing weight, you know, getting your style. Like you're looking fucking good. And like, thanks man. So dude, for the longest time, I feel like I was just like the biggest piece of shit. And and, and I was so over it. And I've always been like the fat friend and I've always been, you know, I've always just been Morgan. I've always just like dressed comfortably and and, and things like that. And there's so much that goes into that, that statement. But um, a year and a half ago is when I launched next level humans which is my consulting business and and i knew all business stuff i've known business for years but then when i was consulting about it and doing mindset coaching it kind of dawned on me that like i need to have my shit together more right my physical health not just like business life and mindset but like you know I, i had to have my stuff together and so that's when my journey began it was you know the beginning of 2019 hmm. and i was 337 wow and I was just a big dude. I mean, I'm still a big dude. I have a long ways to go, but over the last year and a half now, um, I've lost like 70 pounds and it wasn't like a fad diet. It wasn't like, you know, doing keto or, you know, some crazy like fad diet or anything like that. It was literally just the hard work, diet, exercise, eating right. Right. You know, and it's been low and slow. Um, but yeah, and, uh, and in that I realized working with business owners that I actually had to look nice. And I think there's a lot that goes into that too. It's not just, there's so many reasons. I always tell people to dress for success. I've heard that my whole life and I've never taken it to heart, but I'll, I'll never forget this one time I went to this, this meeting and I wore shitty jeans, a t-shirt, Vans. I had a backwards hat on. Right. I just, I just looked like shit. <laughs> You know, just normal, not shit. It's just like yeah, normal. normal society standards, right. right? Put it that way. And I show up and my buddy, he introduces me to a guy who owns a construction company with multiple, you know, million dollar company. And he introduces me as a business consultant. And I'm just like, 
I don't normally look like this. And so ever since then, I, I, it's, it's just been really important to me to look nice. Mm. I think you get confidence looking nice. I, I think there's confidence and, you know, a lot of things. I think that the majority of, pe- of, of dudes these days, you know, who are probably five or sixes on the scale, they could easily go to a seven or an eight and start, you know, reeling in the honeys, if you will, <laughs> just by their style, just oh, yeah. by, you know, working out a little bit and changing the clothes they wear. I think that's a, that's a huge thing. So anyways, yeah. So I've lost 70 pounds and that's what that was about is just getting my mindset right. Which is amazing. I mean, it's not coming from someone who is very overweight. Like, you know, it's not the easiest thing to accomplish. I would say it's probably one of the hardest things to do just because definitely one of the hardest things. It's so easy to fall back. It's oh. so easy to have a great week where you're like, fuck, I hit everything I wanted to, yep. drank all the water I needed to drink, yep. you know, all the different things. And the next week you're like, well, shit, McDonald's is right there, baby. Oh, dude. You know. Five years ago, I lost 60 pounds and I gained it all back. And uh, it was the same thing. I was super committed to like losing weight and, and like getting healthy. And I lost weight and I started feeling great. And I was like, cool, I don't have to do it anymore. I feel great. I look great. Right. You know, and. And it was a slippery slope. And next thing you know, I put on five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds back up to my original weight. And it was super depressing. It's like, dude, I, like, I can't beat this. Uh, this. This time around has been so completely different, though, just because my mindset is so different these days. And uh, I, I read this thing from this guy that said, you know, how many, how many times or how many people do we know of they lose some weight and then they gain it back. They lose some weight. They, they, get, they look good for a second and then they gain it back. He says the only way you combat that is you have to go all the way. Hmm. He goes, you can't just lose like the 20 pounds. You have to like get in the best shape of your life. Like you have to go all the way. And that's just really resonated with me lately. Oh, thank you for the sub. So I think too, I have always heard the old saying like the contact is fr- freaking out. So I apologize. Oh, you're good. The old saying, like, it's not just it's not just about working out. It's not just about dieting. It's not just about eating better. It's literally a lifestyle change. Like you have oh, to, yeah. You have to change your lifestyle because if you don't, because I, I, I did the same thing. Like, I think it was 2012 or 13. I lost you know, 70 or 80 pounds, feeling yep. great, feeling lean, like comfortable myself, like, you know, getting the honeys, as you said, like I was feeling great. And then like, I can't remember, I took a trip, stopped working out during the trip, came back and I was like, oh, maybe I'll take a couple of weeks off. It was nice to relax. Yeah. Got a new job and poof. back at it dude and and it is it's super hard because it's easy yeah like i always um i run a coffee group on every monday morning and i tell them all the time it's easy to be mediocre dude Mm. it's so easy just to be a piece of shit in my in my opinion and uh and what i always what resonates with me is um there's a guy he, he talks about motivation stuff all the time and he says uh you know, when you see a fit person like running down the road and they're like really fit and they've probably been fit their whole life, do they make it a big deal that they got to go running in the morning? No, it's just like a part of them. Like that's literally just who they are, you know? And, and he says, when you take on that mindset of like, this is just who I am now. Right. It, that's that lifestyle that I think really has helped me. It's not in my head anymore of like when I'm eating right, like, okay, I got to lose weight and then I can go back and then I can reward myself with shitty food on the weekend. It's like, no, like that's just not me anymore. And, and so to take that kind of mindset and really making it your lifestyle saying like, this is who I want to be. And this is just who I am now. I work out. I work yeah. out every day. Like this is just part of my life. And, and I, you know, watch what I eat and, and my calories because that's just who I am now. Right. And, and adopting that mindset has like helped me significantly 
to, to just maintain it, just to like, you know, just to like stay consistent. Well, I think too, that's so important because if, when you start setting yourself up for like, okay, well, I want to lose five pounds by this date. If you don't reach that goal, that's going to kill your motivation. It really is. Like I, one thing that I always tell people who come in and watch or ask me like, oh, how do I get going on a podcast? I'm like, yeah, for sure. I'll show you. Like it's, it's actually easier than you think. Yeah. And they start doing it and they're like, Wes, one person watched this episode, but I spent hours editing it and hours doing it. I'm like, listen, are you happy with it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do more? Yeah. Don't watch the numbers. Yeah. Watch the numbers when you need to start watching the numbers. I think whatever you do at first is, uh, you, you, like, like, I, like, you, like, like I said, you just have to be consistent at it. And you have to suck at it at the beginning. And anything that you start, whether it's a business or starting losing weight, it's, it's, that, that's the hardest time frame. Right. You know, uh, there, there's this, there's this uh, parable, if you will, of if you haven't mowed the grass in like a month and you go to mow the grass, it's super hard. Right. It's, it sucks. Um, but if you mow the grass once a week, super easy. It's quick. And so, it, you know, if you talk about losing weight or starting a podcast, the first time you do it, it sucks. Yeah. It's going to suck and, and it's going to be really hard and, and losing weight's really hard and you're going to be motivated to go mow it because you haven't done it ever. Um, but the real easy part comes is just when you maintain that. You just do it consistently and, and you learn a routine and you get disciplined and you don't watch the numbers because you know you're doing something good. You know right. you're producing something good. You're super happy for it. And you're just doing it because you love it, you know, and, and and I think that that goes with both ways. I think, too, one thing that I've always noticed, or at least noticed in the past few years now that I'm taking control of my life. I know that's dumb to say, but I think a lot of people, like, listen to what they're supposed to do. And they start doing it, and then they just get stuck in this rut of, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm working, I'm, you know, I'm dating, I'm doing this or that. But they just sound miserable. Yeah. Like, I started doing this for me because I wanted to do it forever. And once you, and I always tell people, like, find something that just, when you wake up, it's the first thing you think about. When your ass is trying to fall asleep, it's the only thing you're thinking about. Yeah. Like, once you find that, life becomes fun. And, and do you know why that's important? I don't. It's because when the tough times hit, you you love it so much that that's what gets you through. Yeah. So... So when your friends and your family and no one's listening to your podcast and you have no support, but you just love doing it and you can't record because of COVID or whatever right. it is, you know, your passion for it. That's why it's so important because that's what literally carries you through hard times. You love something so much that you just say, well, no, screw it. I don't care what anyone's saying. I'm going to find a way to keep going. Right. Um, that's why the passion is so important. You know, if, if you didn't believe in it, you would, you're going to find every excuse not to do it. When you believe in it, you find every excuse to do it. And I think that if you believe in yourself, you know, that's that's the killer. Yeah. I mean, if you can just wake up and know that you're like, you know what, I am fucking going to do it. I am I am the badass that I want to be. Like, that's what you were talking about when we first came in. Like, you, mental state is... Everything, so, uh, everything starts with mindset. Yeah. Everything, everything starts with mindset. Any Anything, anything long-lasting, I should say, starts with mindset. Because you can get motivated. I see I see people get motivated super fucking hardcore for a week. Mm -hmm. Dude, anybody can do something for a week. Yeah. Anybody. Dude, anybody can do something for a week. But mindset is like when, you're, when your mindset truly changes, you can do something for years. You can do something for months, weeks, whatever it is. You, yeah. And that's why mindset is so important to me because, dude, when I first started my, my business, um, I just went through the motions of it. 
Um, and, it, and it's shitty because I look back and I just see so many opportunities missed mm. and how I did it probably so wrong. And I treated it almost like a job and, you know, and then it was my nine to five and, and I really didn't care about growing it or learning more or learning the other things I could learn. Um, but mindset is, is the biggest thing because no matter what you're dealing with, whether it's your family, your mental health, your physical health, yeah, your relationships, your, your money, whatever it is, everything comes back to your mindset, right? How you look at things, how you perceive things, what's the, what's the reality? When shit gets hard, do you quit? Um, when, when everyone's against you, do you quit? Like mindset is the foundation of any success story you'll ever hear. It's, it's the mindset. And, and that's what really drew me to being a mindset coach. So, yeah. Well, I think you, I mean, the cool thing about listening to you talk about mindset is you can go watch people, you can go read books and everything like is bland. Yeah. A lot of it's bland because everyone can tell you like it's mindset, but it, it takes someone who's passionate for you to really click. And I think that that passion that you're showing, like, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many people you've helped, but I imagine that people hearing you talk, you're like, well, Jesus Christ, it makes fucking sense now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, yeah. I've had a great opportunity to, to speak with a lot of different people. I've, I've been a public speaker at places. And like I said, I've, I've, I have a coffee group and that's all it's about is mindset. Mm. Every Monday morning we meet, I teach mindset. And, uh, and we met all over. I've met in Salt Lake. We're meeting in Layton right now. Um, I'm going to open more groups and, and things like that. So I've had the opportunity to, to work with a, the gamut of people, people that have great mindset, people that have none, people that have no idea where they want to be in life, people that are like, I want to do this and I need to know how to get there. You know, I, I've, I've worked with all walks of life. Um, but I can say this, dude, every single one of those people, once they dial in on setting up a routine, getting diligent about that routine over an extended period of time, that's probably the fastest way to fix your mindset. Mm. That's probably like the fastest thing that you can do to really get some mental fortitude, right. um, where you're tough mentally it's just sticking with something for a long period of time. And, and, and for me, I always tell people, it's it's your morning routine. You tell me your habits, I'll tell you where you're gonna be in five years. You tell me your morning routine, I'll tell you how your day is gonna go, you know? And uh, and so I always tell people to start with their, their morning routine. Um, how I started the coffee group was, was, I looked at all the greats. I wanted to know what Elon Musk, Tom Bilyeu, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, you know, all these business moguls. I wanted to know why they were successful. And I started looking at them, right? Um, Tim Ferriss, dude, anybody. And uh, they had the most common things that they did. They would all have their own little version of it. Okay. But there was these common characteristics. Morning routine was probably the top one on all their lists. Meditation, journaling, affirmations, uh, working out all these very similar things that they had. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna distill all these down. Across the board, any, any successful person, they, they probably are doing those things. And, uh, and I started applying those to my life right. about two years ago, and it completely changed me. It completely changed me in a way that I, I can't, I don't even know how to describe it. it. It not only helped my mindset, it helped me in every like, facet of my life. Um, which is really interesting. And so that's, that's the characteristics and, and of mindset and my, in personal development, you know, personal development, mindset, whatever you want to call it. 
I think that morning routine and, and like starting your day off right, I think has a huge, it, it's a huge factor in, in mindset and personal development, if you will. Right. So. I, I couldn't agree more because I don't know how many times, especially in the situation I'm in now, because like, you know, I work a nine to five and different things like that. And there's mornings where I wake up and I'm like, I don't want it. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing. Even, even successful people, they, they do that too. No. They wake up and they say, dude, I don't want to fucking do that. Like, I don't want to do that. I mean, dude, I don't wake up every morning like, fuck yeah, let's go. Right. You know, um, I, I, I do get motivated. But the thing that you can rely on, and this is what I teach my people, is your routine, your mm-hmm. discipline. Dude, discipline is not a sexy thing, man. Discipline sucks. Like discipline is a a daily campaign, a weekly campaign that you just have to fight for to be disciplined, right? Um, It's not a sexy thing at all. Motivation is fleeting. Dude, I'm going to pump you up all day today and you're going to fill the fire. And guess what? Two days from now, you're going to be like, oh shit, I'm back in this thing. That's why it's so important to establish a routine. So when I wake up and I'm like, fuck this, I do not want to go do leg day at the gym right now. But it's just who I am, and it's a part of my routine, <laughs> right? And, and I can just fall back on my routine, and guess what? I get done with the gym, and I go on to the next thing and the next thing. And that established routine, you know, the, the discipline that goes into that just carries me throughout my day. And I'm winning my day by 7 o'clock before most people have even woken up, mm. you know? I've already beat that mental battle. Right. I've, always, I've already conquered my inner bitch, as Joe Rogan said. I uh, I, I feel so bad. I hate when I remember something that I read and I can't remember who wrote it. But there was a, a business book that I read or a self-help book. One of the things that he talked about, he had like 200 pages on morning routine. You know, oh, going yeah. back to all these greats who were talking about their morning routine. And his theory was, or his idea was, eat the frog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eat the, that's the book, Eat the Frog. Is it? Yeah, 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 okay. And his whole thing was like, when you wake up, do the thing that you don't want to do first. Do the hardest things first. Yeah, because like, you, you knock them out. And his, his list were like emails because he hated doing emails, jogging because he wasn't that big of a fan of jogging. I can't remember. There was one more like lawn work or some yeah. shit like that. And he's like, and guess what? After those three things are done, you have 23 hours in your day that you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And obviously, though, he was meaning like business wise and whatnot, but that, that's a huge thing. And, you know, they've done so many studies about when you're most productive and it's it, and it's between like 9 and 11 a.m. Yeah. Um, if you're on a normal circadian rhythm cycle or whatever you want to call it, a normal sleep schedule, if you will, mm-hmm. between 9 and 11 is your most productive hours of the day. Um, some people are earlier than that because they go to bed early, they wake up earlier. But for the majority common American, it's nine to eleven, and so there's there's a lot of wisdom in to do the hardest things first, right. to really slam out that shit that you don't want to, because that's when you're going to be most productive. You can get it done. You're going to have the most energy. You're mm-hmm. most pumped up to do it, and you're going to be able to get those things done. And then in the afternoon, um, I think it's like after four, like like productivity like plummets. Right. Um, but you know, from you know twelve to four. You know, you can work on all the littler tasks that you don't need a lot of brain power for because they're, right. they're easier. So, yeah, I always start with the big things first. And that's why I always joke about don't go to the doctor in the afternoon. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, doctors they're, they're plummeting, man. Yeah, like, they're exhausted they're all day. You know? So, what is your take on? I mean, obviously, sleep's been getting talked about a lot now. Yeah. You know, and sleep is we're starting to realize can really have huge negative side effects on your life, as well as like people who don't sleep in their twenties and thirties could have 
you know, crazy bad disease in their 50s and 60s. Oh, yeah. Have you, being someone who is, you know, getting into, the, like, you've been an entrepreneur, you've been running your business, you've been doing all this different stuff, is it tough still balancing your sleep schedule? No, dude. I'm super, like, diligent with my sleep schedule. Like, like so diligent to the point where, like, some people want to, like, hang out on a Friday or Saturday night, and it's not worth it to fuck up my schedule. Mm. And so I used to, like, for the longest time, I was, like, the most diligent person at, like, going to bed at, like, 10 o'clock. I want to be in bed. So that, that's the time Morgan tries to be in bed is by 10 so I can wake up at 530, right? right? Like, that's my sleep schedule. And for the longest time, I would crush it, you know, Sunday night till Friday, uh, Thursday night. And then Friday night, Saturday night, I was going out. But then Monday morning would come around and or Sunday night and I wasn't tired because I, you know, I screwed it up all weekend. Right. And so it just stopped being worth it. It wasn't worth it to me to go like out late on Friday, Saturday night and then have to retrain myself Monday, Tuesday into Wednesday to get it right again, be on schedule a couple days and all of a sudden go screw it up again. And so I am very very i'm like an old man dude i go to bed at 10 <laughs> o'clock every night that's like i have to be even on the weekends i keep my my morning routine the same you know i same thing i used to like sleep in on the weekends now i don't i right. just wake up that's just what i that's just who i am i think that is so so important just because i don't know i imagine like everyone like when you're in your 20s and you know you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, like, you know, going out, drinking and yeah. having a good time. Like, I think there has to be a point in time where you have to have that conversation with yourself. And I don't think enough people are. I think too many people are going and wasting their weekend, getting lit, yeah. you know, as they yeah. say, having a good time, which is fine. But it for me, it's moderation, right? Like, I have a lot of friends who are in my, you know, personal circle who it seems like their routine is that. Oh, yeah. Where it's like... Hey, we, we're going to blindly walk through Monday through Friday. Friday night hits is when I get on my schedule of getting fucked up and having a good time. Oh, dude, yeah. And I think, you know, every once in a while it's great. But at what point do you have to, like, really sit down and look at yourself and be like, man, is this destructive? <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, everyone, I think, has to go through that. And we kind of talked about this before um, we started this was I, I think there's a lot of different levels of happiness. Right. I, I think that... You can find happiness doing whatever you want, right? You can find happiness in going out on Friday and Saturday nights. And like, that's just who you are and you're totally content with life. What, what happened with me was I stopped being content with that life, mm. right? And, and I realized I just wanted more. And I was doing the same things and, and you trust me, like I'd go out and party my ass off, you know, and I'd get lit, if you will, <laughs> in the biggest sense of the word. And, uh, but what happened to me is that I stopped being content. I didn't want that anymore. And I slowly started changing. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I can still go party with my friends. I still do. Yep. But what happened is I realized as I got better, as I started like really wanting to be better, um, those around me started getting better. And weekends went from, you know, just drinking all weekend long and, and, partying and hanging out in your underwear on your couch all weekend long <laughs> right to actually doing really cool stuff and creating and working on working on other things and and kind of experiencing life more um did you see that that tweet from Wiz Khalifa where he said I used to think it was a G to stay out yeah. till like six in the morning now it's really going to bed early 
Um, but I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. If, you know, I used to think staying up late was super cool. You yeah. know, like let's go out and party and stuff like that. And and I think there's a time and place for it. But I don't like I don't do that every weekend at all. Right. Like you're gonna find me in bed most most Friday nights at 10 p.m. and I'm up at 5:30 and I'm either reading or listening to a podcast or working out. And, yeah. You know and but that's the coolest thing is as you level up, your tribe levels up. And it's really, it's, it's, it's an interesting process because I've worked with a lot of people. I've, I've taught a lot of people where they have this moment where they realize they've almost outgrown their friends. Um, they're close buddies. And they just realize like, damn, dude, like that's just not me anymore. Like I've, I've grown so much because my goals, my ambitions, my dreams are not to go get fucked up on the weekend. Because guess what? That 48 hours on the weekend... I can do X, Y, Z, and it's going to put me way further ahead in my personal life than to go hang out with my friends every weekend and get messed up, you know? And, yeah. But I've seen that time and time again where you'll sometimes you outgrow friends. And that's why I say, dude, like, find those around you that share your same goals and dreams. And you, you, have, you, have you ever, you know, you know that saying where it says, how do you cook a frog? You put it yeah. in hot water, right? Um, it'll jump out. If you put it in cold water, you warm it up. And it cooks itself. Right. I feel that way. I have had that moment where I've gone to hang out with friends and it is so not me anymore. And I haven't hung out with them for a while. And I go to hang out with them and it's literally like a frog in hot water where I go and hang out and I'm just like, damn, I am so uncomfortable right now. Like, this is just not me. It used to be me. I used to be totally cool with this shit. And now I'm just, I can't do this. And, right. and I've been that frog and, you know... Uh, and so that's just an interesting, I, you don't have to get too personal with yeah. this, but it, how, how did you make that jump of like, you know what, maybe I have outgrown my friends because it, it's, it's, it's a scary thing, right? Cause yeah. like, you're like, man, these are been through some shit with these guys. Like I'm comfortable with them. I'm happy with them. But at the same time, like you're not yeah. that anymore. Like what? How do you make that type of jump? Because, yeah, yeah. what happens is this. When, when you start, okay, put it this way. Let's just use your podcast as an example, right. right? If you really wanted to blow this shit up, you could start doing things like networking, meeting other people, inviting, you know, really successful people on here, whatever you want, right? You start leveling up your podcast. Right. Well, this thing happens that when you start leveling it up and you start networking with these people, you naturally start finding like these new friends, right? right? These new acquaintances, these new business people. And next thing you know, you're hanging out with these people and they're stoked to hang out with you. And they're vibing at this different level because they were at the networking meeting for their business. And all of a sudden, you're surrounded by these high level thinkers. And, and you have like this support system where you're actually like with these people all the time because you're networking and you're referring business and you're doing cool deals. And it's, it's, it's not like one day I just woke up and was like, fuck my old friends and right. I'm alone. It was like, I kind of leveled up and all of a sudden I have these friends that want to talk about stocks and real estate and not talk about like the latest, you know, Xbox release and, uh, you know, you know, drinking Jameson all night. And right. it, it was just a completely different conversation. And, uh, and I still have those friends. I really do. I just, I just, I can't go do that all the time. I mm. think that you know, they're going to have influence on you. And if you have goals and dreams, you have to be careful about those things. You, you really do. Right. It, like you said, it's a slippery slope. You, you know, it, it's a very slippery slope sometimes when you have the, these goals and dreams and you're killing it. And all of a sudden you start hanging out with like, the people that don't have that. 
or you you know it's the same thing if you're like losing weight and they want to go out and eat at restaurants all weekend right. obviously you're going to go eat at restaurants all weekend it's the same type of mindset whether you're losing weight or building a business or trying to hustle or trying to better yourself it's um anyways you, you for me it was i found more of a tribe that fit my beliefs you know there's a guy he says do the 33 percent rule um the 33 percent rule is hang out with people 33% of people that are on your same level, same goals, so the same motivation, you're, you're at the same spot in life. Right. 33% should be mentors and teachers, people you look up to, people where you want to go, people that you want to emulate, that inspire you. And then 33% of people you should be teaching and, and lifting them up and helping them up. And, and that's always stuck in my mind too because where I go wrong or, or if you, if it's wrong is I love to hang out with people way ahead of me. Mm. I, I love just hanging out with like big wigs. Right. I feel stupid as shit sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, these guys have so much money and Oh my God, these guys just have so much more experience than me. But that like lights a fire under my ass in a way. And that's why I like hanging out with those people. Um, but that's why I do my coffee group too, is to try to like help people understand that, Hey, Morgan found a lot of happiness when I did X, Y, Z. Like, like, of course I was a happy person and I did stuff and I had great experiences and great times, but there, there is something that you, you can't purchase. You like, it's just, it's a whole new level of joy and happiness is when you work for something over an extended period of time and you get to see the fruits of that. You get to see the, the product of that, whether that is losing weight we're building a business or sticking with a morning routine and, and all of a sudden your mindset starts getting better and better. And so anyways, for me to answer your question in a roundabout crazy way <laughs> is I started hanging out with other people that had bigger dreams and aspirations right. that inspired me to keep going there. And it wasn't like I just turned off this stuff, but like I said, I'd still go hang out with them and all of a sudden I was uncomfortable. I was like, Oh damn. But then I started inviting those people. Hey, let's go do coffee. Hey, let's go, let's go do this. Right. And, and I've seen those people level up as well and say, oh, shit, let's go do this. And there's nothing wrong with drinking. There's nothing wrong with those no, things. No, not at all. Not at all. Like, dude, I love I love drinking. I love drinking. <laughs> I love going out. I love going to the bar. You know, I love those things. But I just can't do it as often as I did. I can't because I have other things I'm working on right now, you know. Right. And, and, I, and uh, it's just that self-control these days for me. So, so let's switch things up a little bit. I have yeah. another question. Obviously... You being an entrepreneur, I'm sure that there, I think there's a mindset that goes with that that most people don't see, right? Like you could see uh, someone starting a new business, right? And you could look at it and be like, wow, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. And what, if they did this, this, and this, they could be successful. Yeah. Or if they avoid this, this, and this, it will help them grow or different things like that. Yeah. What would be your like piece of advice as someone who is starting off and wanting to be their own boss, wanting to become an entrepreneur. What steps did you take that maybe you failed at first or weren't yeah. so successful that if you could go back and change it, what it, would they be? It depends on the industry that they want to get involved in. Okay. For example, if you want to go open up a store, you need money. You need money. If you want to do something online, you need like no money. Right. And so it, it, it kind of vastly difference of of what their end goal is and how to come up with that. Um, let's take two examples, though. Let's say you want to open a brick and mortar store and you want to sell stuff and you just you make something and you just want to sell it so so hard and you want a store. 
the, the biggest piece of advice is is keep your budget as low as you can and you have to utilize social media as much as you can because mm-hmm. it's a free platform where to find your lead. So if we take business, right, every single business is broken down into an acronym called LIPS. Mm-hmm. Leads, inventory, process, and sales. You have HR and accounting, but I don't touch those. <laughs> um, I hire out for those. Right. Okay. But every single business needs leads. It's marketing. You need to know what your marketing structure is. You need to know what your marketing plan is. Am I posting on social media? Am I doing a radio ad? Am I going to network? How are you going to get leads? How are you going to get people in your doors? How are you going to get listeners? Right. Whatever that is. Um, inventory. Um, a lot of people like you probably don't have inventory unless you had merchandise, but your inventory is your time. Right. Um, how do you manage your time? When's your schedule? You know, like I'm going to edit this episode. This is when we film. This is when I interview, you know, your, your inventory is going to be a lot of your time. P is processes. Processes is what separate the big dogs from the small dogs. And, and that's because it's scalable. And so if you want to be a ma and pa shop, you don't really need processes. Right. You just really don't. It's all in your head. You know, I think about the pizza guy who has a pizza joint and he loves making pizzas. And he doesn't want to scale. He doesn't want to open up more business. He doesn't want to open locations. He's Dude, he's just happy being a pizza maker. Right. right. Everything is in his head. He doesn't have a process of like how to order and how to order inventory and when to order and how to hire and how to fire. But processes go through everything. It's the sales process. It's the customer experience. It's it, it, it's every process with, that's in a company. And then we have sales. I can get you all the leads in the, in the world, but if you can't sell them on a product, what do you do? You get no money. Right. Right. I, can, I mean, if we would did a marketing campaign right now and I put a hundred people at your store and they all came to your store and they're ready to, you know, what do whatever. And you didn't know how to close them. You know, you're, you're missing a huge opportunity. So sales is a big part of business. And so both ones, uh, brick and mortar store, someone online, they use those same principles. Um, they have to be careful with their money. Um, I think finding a mentor, one of the things that I learned in my career was we paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for a mentor and, and it changed our whole business. Wow. And, and that was huge because we didn't have to recreate the will. We, this guy, um, who found us, he walked in our store one day and he was, he was a really cool guy. And he taught us a lot about business. We were just two punk ass tattooed kids, you know, and, and we thought we had a business and he comes in and he's like, okay, well, let's clean this up and let's do this. But we wouldn't have figured that out for years. We wouldn't have figured that for so long. Then he figured it out right away. And so I think having a mentor is number one, go find someone that's, that's done or doing something similar to what you want to do. Go ask them every question that you can think of. How do you do this? That will shorten the time of success significantly, like significantly. Um, so finding a mentor, keeping your costs low, figuring out lips, leads, inventory, process sales, and then just taking action. That's the number one thing that you can do if you're starting a business, if you're looking to start a business, don't wait for it to be perfect. Don't wait for the perfect logo. Don't wait for the perfect name. Don't wait for the perfect website. Don't wait to have 10 people before you launch a product. Just go. Dude, go make a shitty logo and, and have a <laughs> shitty sling because you can change it. Yeah. You can course correct in three weeks and you might have sold 10 people before that. You know, just go. And that's the biggest thing. And we're so self-conscious of like how we're going to look or how unprofessional you're going to look. Just go hustle. That that will put you light years ahead of anybody else. You know, if, if I take two people 
and one waits for the perfect opportunity to do shit and the other person just starts going and they have really unprofessional looking stuff in six months I guarantee you that gap is going to be so big of how many clients this person has versus how many the perfect perfectionist has. Interesting. Guarantee you. It'll be night and day difference. Why do you think it is then that they drive it so hard? Like who? Media. Media, for example. Like a lot of times you always like things that I've read, like starting a business or, you know, starting a podcast or doing different things in that field. Everything I always read was like, take your time, you know, make a logo that looks good have an idea, have a description, have a... The only thing you should take your time in is this. The most basic sense of business is sales and fulfillment. How do I sell something? How do I fulfill it, right? That's that's the biggest thing you should take your time on. How am I gonna sell this project or product and how do I fulfill it? If you have a physical product and someone comes in to buy it, you better have your process down where you know where you're getting it and mm-hmm. where your inventory is going. I'm just saying don't make a mountain out of these molehills that you shouldn't. It's just going to hang you up rather than you just going. Like I said, if you go and build a Squarespace website, like we could probably start a business in 24 hours, guarantee it. Right. We could go on Squarespace or Wix, go build a website for like $14, start that, hook it up to a Shopify. We have a product, but I don't want to have stock. We go to Printify. Uh, printified prints on demand we hook it up to our website now we have our brand and then we go push it on social media like go do that rather than being like i need a wordpress and i got to figure out like who's going to be my designer Mm. dude there's so many tools these days like where you can go to a website you type in your business name and they'll give you thousands of different styles of logos right and 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 you know and you just pick one Yes, it was. I saw one done by TaylorMade. Now. TaylorMade. Yeah, Dude, I mean, TaylorMade's a great one. Yeah. Um, there's there's another one that's really cool. It's it's like Logo Blast or something. Anyways. Yeah. But same thing, dude. Like, just don't spend time. And and I meet people all the time. They're like, I need a graphic designer. I need like someone to like come in and like make my website. And I need my I, I need like my whole uh, you know uh, design kit. There's a there's a name for it. Um, like their design template oh. yeah it's like a, it's like a portfolio it has like your logos and yeah, yeah, yeah. The specific colors tailor-made does that in five minutes oh yeah we could literally go to tailor-made you get everything in five minutes i hopped on there and it was like six bucks dude six <laughs> everything bucks. was done you get a logo you jump over to squarespace drag and drop you have a website yeah you know you can literally get a, a business up and running um for at least less than 100 bucks yeah and that includes your business license which is crazy yeah so, which is why it's so great living in 2020. That, that, that's why I'm saying just don't stress about it. You know, in, in uh, six months, three months from now, and all of a sudden you have cash coming in and you can use that cash to like, okay, now let's make like a really decent like logo. Right. Let's, let's move our uh, Squarespace to a uh, uh, WordPress. Hmm. You know, let's own our website now. Sure, then go do that. But if you wait to do all of that and you just miss all this opportunity, you're going to be behind. You'll kick yourself in the ass six months from now. Interesting. See, that, that's something that I honestly I've never heard. It's it's not that I haven't heard it from people, but it's usually the opposite. It's usually people saying like, no, just go get, get your eggs in order. No, dude, fuck that. No, go go get five eggs in order and sell. Dude, if you have a dozen eggs, go sell five of them. I don't care if the other six fuck off. <laughs> dude, you're going to have five eggs sold at the end of it that did well, really well. Right. Rather than with the person who's like, let's go get every single egg. and blah, blah. Dude, fuck that. Go suck at it and course correct along the way. I. It's funny that you say that because I always, 
I always tell people, like, if I'm teaching them something, even yeah. if it's, like, joking around, like, you're going to get the gauntlet. Meaning, like, hey, you're getting tossed in. Let's yeah. see how you do. Dude, yeah, because exactly. people learn so much exactly. better when, and if you go in and it's the hardest thing that they're doing, all the rest of the shit, cake. No, dude. Cakewalk. And, and, and that's how you're going to really learn, too. You know, like so many people just don't get started because they haven't done this and haven't done that. And those are the people I talked to for six months, not as a client, but just as like an acquaintance. I'm like, hey, how's that business idea? Did you do that? Oh, no, I'm I'm still looking for a manufacturer and I'm still, you know, like, I don't know if I have my logo done yet. And I just, it's like, it, dude, you know. it's just like you put me in charge of your company. You hire me to go do that. That'll be done in a fucking week. Like, <laughs> like it will get done. Right. You know? um, yeah. So just don't don't wait. It doesn't need to be perfect. You know, five years ago, six years ago on social media, like content, um, especially like Instagram and Facebook, you had to have like high quality content, and it's completely changed. You just need content. Yeah. You just need consistent content, and it can be any quality that you want. Well, and I think too that. I don't know. I'm still learning, right? Like I'm in the process of learning how social media works as far as like growing. Sure. Honestly, like if you are smart enough with your hashtags, you know how to budget for ads and different things like that. Like, I mean, I have a buddy who started a little, um, what was he selling? It it was like the early days of the hell's that dude's name? Ty... Ty Lopez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The early day of Ty Lopez. I don't know much about Ty besides his funny commercial that yeah, made yeah. him super famous. In my garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, knowledge. Um, which is actually brilliant if you listen to the guy. But Very uh, brilliant. Um, his whole thing was he started a Shopify and he linked it through, I think it was Alibaba or something like that. And he was selling like a product that cost him like two. He was selling it for ten. Yep. And just kept going and kept going. And I was like... Well, how the hell are you getting people like looking at your site? Yeah, it's like Instagram. Use your tags. Yeah. If I'm selling a Dragon Ball Z statue and I make a ten post about a Dragon Ball Z statue and I sell one of them, yeah, dude. The the biggest trick with social media, I think we have like thirty thousand likes on Facebook and I think we have like four thousand on Instagram, <laughs> something like that with one of my companies. And uh, the biggest trick with Instagram for organic growth is this novel idea that you have to be social on social media. (laughs) Like you just have to be social. And what I mean by that is, and it's like a job. It really is. It's, it's, it's literally a job. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And anybody that does social media good spends time doing it. And the reason why is because let's take, uh, I don't know. Give me a topic. Give me a business. Business. Any business. Um, a ramen shop. Ramen shop. Cool. So now we're going to post on Facebook and Instagram. The The secret to being social is, yeah, you're tagging where you're at in a location. Mm-hmm. You're going to tag all your, your hashtags that have to do with it. I think 13 hashtags is like the sweet spot right now um, of how many tags you want. And those tags are, need to be relevant to your product, but also relevant to IG. Um, Instagram. And so a lot of people will just tag like ramen, noodles, restaurant, you know, lunch. Uh, And they don't, then they forget about like the Instagram hashtags that are trending that day. IG love, fun, summer. Right. You know, and so it's a good, it's a healthy mix of those two. Then you go a step further and you go to those hashtags that you really like. Maybe it's Salt Lake City hashtag, Salt Lake. And you go to the Salt Lake hashtag and go to 10 people's posts that, that have tagged Salt Lake 
and go interact with them. Go like them or comment. Now you go to Salt Lake because you tagged yourself in Salt Lake. Go to Salt Lake, go to the last 20 people that are there and go interact with them. Now before long, you're liking accounts that tag Salt Lake or ramen. You could go do it for ramen in Salt Lake if you wanted to. Um, you're tagging, you're, you're interacting with all these accounts that don't know about you and all of a sudden 50 people a day know about you because you're interacting with them. You're gonna see huge organic growth doing that. Right. Then the posts that do well, so now you took a really sexy photo of some like great ramen, you know, and it's super sexy. And for whatever reason, it, like, it was just the right time of day right. and you got the right hashtags right. Now you go promote that post. Go put some money in to go promote that post because it already did well, so you know it's going to do well again. Dude, put like 20 bucks into that post and watch what happens. A big, a big thing too is when I, when I work with business owners on social media, they never have a call to action, a CTA. They're just posting their content, but they're not like, click now for a coupon, call now, book now. They're not telling your audience, your customers to do anything. How can your customers hand you money if you're just posting a picture of some ramen? Why don't you say, hey, click the link in the bio to get five bucks off today. Hmm. Bam. Now that drives some freaking traffic. Oh, shit. Five bucks off. I'm here in the, you know, I'm here. Why not? Might as well grab that coupon. Right. But you're, you're telling your audience to actually do something. And that call to action is huge. Well, and that call to action also, will in, like, from at least from my perspective, right, it, it increases the chance of them seeing your whole page, which is a big thing on Instagram, because if yep. they only see your post, they only know, like, that's a tiny percent of what you really are. Yeah. If they're willing to take the time to go to your page, there could be even more links in your description. Exactly. You know, what you're about and trying to get page views is like the big thing on Instagram, right? Yeah, well, page views, interaction, but, you know, there's, do you know what Linktree is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like they could use a Linktree and send them anywhere they want. You can send them to the website. You can send them to your Facebook. You can yeah. send them to a landing page that has a coupon. And every person that has that coupon, you know, came from social media. Now you can track that shit. Yeah, Linktree for me specifically, I... I heard about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to make one. Oh, yeah. it changed a lot. It changed everything. Because, right? like, you know, being a fairly small podcast but trying to reach out to people, like, oh, well, where can I watch you on? They get the link tree. They get like the link tree. Eight, nine links of wherever the fuck you can watch Take it. Take your pick. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, I do. I'm on Spotify all the time. Click it. Like, if I give advice to anyone, make a link tree right away. It yeah. really does help. Especially if you have an Instagram. Like, like, like link trees on Instagrams are huge and, and – uh that that helps your your potential clients your your community if you will right. just be in touch with you you know and there, there's a lot of things there's a lot oh, of things yeah. on us on social media that 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 businesses can do and to get that following um but it's just being social that, that respond to every comment start there right. anybody who, who writes you a comment on instagram or facebook respond to them every single one until you have like thousands of people it doesn't make sense you better be responding <laughs> to like every single comment that you get, you know, liking your followers stuff, like follow people that follow you, um, get really creative with marketing and go get other companies and feature them on your stuff. And so they feature you and now you're kind of promoting each other and all of a sudden their community knows about you mm. and your community knows about them. And uh, that's a really good strategy too for social media. Cause there is a lot of at least things like small things that I've done I, I really feel like people are so worried that if they start creating a business or creating some sort of entertainment or whatever, they're going to have to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars when in reality, that's not it. Like if you have the money and you can, it's great. But just stuff like you just said, like reaching out to a company and being like, hey, like, do you care if I promote your product? 
Dude. And they'll just be like, oh, yeah, sure. And don't expect something in return. Yeah. But if they do, fuck. Like, you could change the whole game. If you have a phone, if you have a smartphone, you can start any company you want online. Yeah. Like, you can be a blogger. You can write anything. You can take photos and be an Instagram influencer. You can start a YouTube channel. You could do a podcast through Anchor. Yeah. And you don't need, need any equipment, any uh, additional equipment. You can literally start with your phone in your pocket. And, and that's the thinking that separates the doers from the, I can't because I have these limitations. That's a big reason why I'm just like, just fucking do it. Just well, go for it. You know. And, <laughs> What's the old saying? Like, uh excuses are like assholes everyone has exactly. one they stink you oh, know dude. like it's i hear it all the time and it, it and honestly it's starting to break my heart with some people because i'm like you have a brilliant idea you you would fit perfect on social media people would love you oh just dude. just take the step like i know it's there you'll have so much fun but i know so many people that are so entertaining and so insightful and they have like that perfect podcast voice or like yeah. entertainer voice and they just hate it. They just don't want anything to do with it. I'm like, dude, you just you're missing yeah. a boat right now, a big old boat. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I you know, and, and some like I said, everyone has to create their own happiness and, and really figure out what they want to do in life. Um, it, I you know, I I have to remind myself that all the time that not everyone wants what Morgan wants. Right. I know, and and to project my wants and and uh, and you know my goals on other people is is something i have to work on because some people just want to have fun and some people just they, they're living their life and they're totally content and i look at them and i'm like but but you could do this and you could you could do this and that and this and they're just like fuck no i don't want to do any of that like yeah. one of my best friends is that way one of my my best friends in the whole world is that way and he's super content just just working and hanging out and that's that dude that's just him and uh and then i have other friends that we want to build empires right. you know and, and so I, I have to work on that I have to work on not being like oh let's, you gotta do this and do that I, you know no I, I feel that too because like it's not that I want to change people or change the people Ex around me yes I just I get sad because I'm like man you could do there's more these yeah there's so much more there's that so you just don't more. see but then it's like well no I mean if they're content yeah exactly they're content so I have a fun question yeah because you brought you mentioned Gary V yeah who you know Social media mogul now. I mean, everyone who doesn't know who Gary Vee is and who doesn't enjoy his, you know, demeanor. I, I've, be, I've become not only a big fan, but fuck, he can teach you so much. So much. Is there anything, like, that you can see, not as far as a business goes, but, like, an investment side of things? I don't know if you – I imagine you do some sort of investment in sure. different things. Um, do you see anything that's fun that people could invest in right now that – there's potential because one thing that he's been talking about a lot lately is sports cards. It's, it's, yeah, sports cards. Sports cards are huge. <sighs> like I, I've wanted to dive into sports card. I used to collect when I was younger, and you know different things like that. But is it is he so intelligent that he's creating a market for sports cards again, or well, he has a following that he can really he can kind of he has an influence of what he really wants to do. Yeah, you know, and nothing really comes to mind honestly. Like. Uh, I, I'm not into sports cards. I'm not into investing in things like that. You know, my investments is, you know, I have I have a portfolio of stocks and, mm -hmm. you know, and I have my companies and, and that's about as far as I go. Anything fun though, um, man, I'm trying to think of like what people could start doing that's fun. Um, or I, even I guess we could talk about stocks because I... Yeah, I'd I recommend like anybody, if you're new to stocks, like 
grabbing a Robinhood account, yeah. you know, and, and getting some free stock. You get like one free stock when you sign up for it. Um, and, and you can play around with that and, and see what that's about. There's so many different strategies with stock and, and those type of things. You, you could go find a business. I don't know. It just depends on like how much money you have. Right, you could course. literally find a business and, and go be like a silent partner and, and invest in a business. Go, go invest in a small startup that's super cool, you know, and uh, for, for little. And, yeah. and they don't, you know, it's not so much money that they need, but you can be like a silent partner and say, hey, like, do you guys need capital right now? And whatever it is. And I've seen people have really fun with that because they can see a company grow. They don't have to be there nine to five. They support it financially. Now it's a gamble for sure. Like, if you know, make sure you're, you're, you're putting your money on right. some workhorses. But, but uh, yeah, nothing, I don't know, fun stuff. I have fun with stocks. I have fun with uh, businesses, kind of like that same thing. Right. I'm involved in a couple of businesses that is just, I have a small ownership in and they run themselves. And, but I can still promote them whenever I want. And I'm like, yeah, go check out this company. It's super cool. Which is uh, nice. And I don't even have to tell people that like, I have an ownership in it. It's just, just go for it, you know? And, um, but yeah, I don't, nothing really comes on. Gary Vee is, is do is big on sports cards right now. Yeah. He's, he's very big on sports cards, but he has that following again. That's a great perspective to have. Did he create that? He might have. He could have. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a Dave Portnoy right now, the Prez with Barcelona Sports. Yeah. Who's having a huge impact on stock right now. Um, with with his everything that's going on with him, and, right? And all his followers are buying all this stock, and, and he's having a really fun time with that right now too. So that guy's also brilliant. He, he's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. He is a great businessman. He's yeah. a great businessman. And all that stuff that happened with Call Her Daddy uh, podcast mm-hmm. was just that was entertainment. <laughs> it that, was that was high quality. That was high. That was like my favorite entertainment on the internet for why that lasted. That right. was like my favorite stuff ever. So. Hmm. I want to reach out to him. I want to. I don't know if I like. You know how it is. Like when you get to a certain point, it's hard to actually. Yeah. Keep and like message everyone, but that was some good shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's super fun. Now I, I I definitely I did the Robin Hood stock and kind of what you said. Like I invested in this company. It's called iBio, mm-hmm. and they were researchers for a COVID cure or vaccine, which is you know it was hot. It was a hot topic, and uh, you know I invested when they were like a two something a share. And then it plummeted. Like yeah. it went to like eighty cents, ninety cents. I'm like, man, that sucks. But if you stick with it and you are take like you're watching what your company's doing that you're investing in, like you never know, it just bounced up to two forty. I'm actually profit on them now as of today. Yeah. And like it's fun. It's, it's enjoyable. It's it's interesting because I log on, I'd be like, Oh fuck, they went up. What did yeah. they do? And now you're researching this company and yeah. you're seeing and then it leads to other companies that you could invest in as well. It's it's actually a good time. Yeah, there, there's there's all these different ways to like get into stock and and when you first get into stock, you buy a stock and you see if it goes up or down. Mm-hmm. That's like the first thing. And then and then you have day trading and you watch like candlestick, you know, patterns and and that, and that that gets really tedious and mm-hmm. and and you're like day trading and you can make a lot of money in that. And then you have options trading and and there's just there's a lot to it with with stocks. I, I say um, Jeff Jeff Bezos. Hmm. He you know he recommended was it Jeff Bezos? There's a guy that recommended you know invest in things that like help people, and you usually do really good with those stocks. Right. And so anything that that's like a product that helps people, anything that's like a service that helps people, those type of companies, um, they do really well usually in the stock market. And that's just really fun to put your money and see if it grows, yeah. you know, and, and play the long game. It's not like this 
day-to-day thing that I log in every day. I'd maybe check my portfolio like once a month. Right. You know, and, and I just take a look and be like, okay, like this is doing shit for six months. <laughs> like, should I get rid of it? Or, you know, what's the game plan on that? But no, stocks can be really fun. It's it's like the grown-up version of gambling. It is. You know. Honestly, and, it is. And no one ever teaches you about stocks. That's what I'm mostly pissed about too is like, you know, as, as you hang out with like these really money savvy people, a lot of people talk about stocks and you're like, dude, I don't know what the fuck a stock is. Like, what do you mean? Like, how do I do that? And then you have to like figure it out on yourself and like ask a thousand questions and meet a thousand people. And then it starts making more sense. But that's one thing I wish that we could teach more in school is like, Hey, this is like stocks. Like this is how they work. And this is how you can make money. And anyways, well, speaking of school and Gary V, I mean, obviously Gary V is a big pusher of like you know what school might not be the answer for everybody yeah and i agree with them i really do i think that i don't know if it's just the traditional mindset that needs to start shifting a lot or what it is but you don't have to go to school to make money if you're if your whole goal in life is to get as much wealth as possible school might not even be beneficial dude in reality not at all like it, it makes zero sense to go into that much debt right now mm-hmm. to try to make money back. Right. You know, it, it, for me, I so I was a huge, and I still am, I still fight with my dad about this. My dad still tells me he wants me to go, like, get an a education, degree, you yeah. know, or he goes, just get a degree in something. I'm like, no fucking way. Right. Like, no way am I going to go get a degree in something right now. Like, it costs so much money. There, there's, like, no benefit to it, and especially in my case. Like, I'm just... I'm doing my own thing, you know, and, uh, but that's me, you know, and, uh, I almost wonder though, if like for our parents or maybe our parents' parents, like it was almost like a reputation. It was almost like a prestige more than it was anything. It is such a generational thing for sure. You know, if, I mean, if you want to do like the, the, the STEM careers, you know, yeah, go to fucking college. For sure. If you want to, like, own a business, you do not have to go. If you want to, you know, do banking, yeah, sure, go to college. If you want to be an architecture, yeah, sure, go to college. If you want to do physics, yeah, sure, go to fucking college. Anything outside of that, like, don't go. One of the funniest things that I ever heard is one of my buddies was at Slick, and he took the entrepreneur class, which is, I've actually heard it's really good. Yeah, I'm curious what that is. He, I've I, never heard of it. Yeah, I, I think it just ta- teaches you the basics of, like, how do you start a business? What's an LLC? Like, oh, okay. how you get your toes wet? You know, what is, like, the process? I'm sure lips are involved in it, all the different yeah. types of things. But he's like, it was the funniest thing. He wasn't going to be an entrepreneur. It was an elective that he could take towards his associates or, okay, okay. Some, or bachelors or whatever. He's like, it was the funniest thing. The class started with 35 people. By the end of it, seven. Seven people. Because they were just like... They all clicked. They it, all, it, clicked. It, just, it just clicks and you say, I don't need any of this. Yeah. Like, dude, that's the, 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 the two biggest factors, whether you'll be successful in business or not. Like, business knowledge comes with time. Like, that's not a thing. You don't need to know all the principles in business. Do they save you time? Yeah. But the two biggest factors, whether you're going to be like successful or not, are two things. Your ability to hustle... And your ability to outlast your competition. And what I mean by that is, is when shit gets hard, don't go out of business. When, uh, when money's not coming in, don't go out of business. You know, the, the ability just to stay in the game has a lot to do with your success. You know, because you can have a really shitty, let's like, say, summer or winter or whatever. 
But if you're still there the next year, it could pop off. Yeah. And then rather than, you know, quitting in six months because you came through a hard time, um, you know, a year and a half later, you can say, dude, we've been in business two years. And they don't know six of those months you were fucking struggling. Right. Like you had no income. You had no customers. You had nothing. But the fact that you're like, I've been in business two years. They're like, oh, shit. This guy's been in business for two years. Your ability to outlast your competition has a lot to do with your success. Just and, to stay in business. And I think that that carries over to a lot of things, not just business. Oh, for like sure. Everything. Because, like, for example, with podcasting, yeah. it, it's, it's a flooded market. Yeah. You know, it is. But, and, and there has been a lot of times where I look at views or I look at something, I'm like, fuck, man, maybe I should just call it. But what all that's doing is it's it's not giving myself opportunities. I don't know. This next, I could put this episode up on iTunes and it could get 10 million views. Yeah, you never know. I'll never know unless yeah. I do it. Do you know that saying where it says it only took 17 years, 26 days to become an overnight success? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so true. fucking thing. You never know when it's going to pop off. I never knew when all of a sudden, like, people needed iPhones fixed. That, yeah. that was my first business was iPhones, right? But... You never know. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing is, like, you just, you have to put in the work and... And I mean, there's ways to shorten that curve. Like I would be, like, if I was, okay, if I was over your business, this is what I would do. You want to hear Morgan's plan for top shelfers? Yes, please. This is exactly <laughs> what I would do. Um, do you video edit? A little bit, yeah. So that needs to be a lot of it. Okay. And what you do is you go cut up all your like podcasts, your favorite parts, and start doing snippets. Oh, yeah, across. yeah, yeah. No, I've been doing that. Good. Oh, yeah. Number two is I start getting businesses in here for what you need. What do you mean by that, Morgan? Cool. I would get a top shelfer sign. So I'd go to a sign shop and be like, dude, you want to come be on my podcast? Make me a sign for top shelfers. And dude, I'll promote you across all these different hmm. platforms of mine. Now you got a sign. Now you need merch. Cool. Let's go find a, a guy that does shirts, print shirts. Hey, you want to come promote your business on my podcast and you make me like 10 shirts? Yeah, cool, dude. Now he, he's in here. He's talking about his business. He's selling his business. And now you have merch. Right. And you're, you, you have top shelfers merch and logos over everything. Every time you're in front of a camera, you have like you're, you're, you're promoting your brand. Um, and then I'd be selling merch like crazy. I'd be selling like, you know, I know you're part of a lot of different podcasts, like your your book club one and your your uh, serial killer one. Yeah, dude, you need merch for that shit. People like resonate with that stuff, and if you had that as an income stream, hell yeah. Then you get, and then what I would do is I would start finding companies, those same type of companies, whoever you want, and go to them and say, hey, do you want to be the sponsor of our podcast for the month? You know, you give me uh, five hundred bucks for the month, and I'm going to put you in every one of my podcasts. It goes out to this many listeners. This is what we have. And I'll give you a 15-second snippet somewhere in our podcast. Then you get two of those a month. Now you're getting $1,000 a month on top of your, your stuff. And, you, and then you get affiliates in here. And you can do affiliate marketing. So there's a thousand ways that you could promote this and make money probably within a week. That's how, what I would do. How does one take a step? Like, I've done... How many networking events do you go to? I think you already know that answer. It's a big okay. fat zero. So how do you go find business owners? That's Network, what I don't know. Networking events, dude. Connect Utah is a great one. BNIs are a great one. BNIs are expensive, but you can go a few times as a guest. Um, you can literally go type in Network Utah. And, uh, oh, people are asking questions. I just realized that. Um, anyways, you can go to uh, uh, networking places, and you're going to meet all these business owners 
dude, business owners, they, they might be realtors, they might be insurance agents, they might own a soap company. And you just talk to those people like, dude, you want to come talk on my podcast? Dude, people, business owners are like the biggest narcissists ever. Oh, yeah. We love talking about ourselves. <laughs> We're badass. I'm the, I'm the coolest person in my book. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so you get those people on and you say, cool, like this is what we're going to do. Um, you know, I'm going to give you a coupon code for the merch. If people want to buy my merch, they get 10% off and I'll give you 10% of the sell. Damn. Now you have like these affiliate markets that are coming in. They're buying your merch. They're doing that. I'm doing that actually with Desiree who said, what's my favorite book? My favorite book is a poetry book. Interesting. I love poetry. Um, but no, I didn't want to interrupt with no, the no, questions. No, no, I just we totally, flowing. I just realized this. I'm like, oh shit, we have questions in here. Do you have their, do you have their financial status, uh, discipline? At least, yeah, it's probably old stuff. But, um, but yeah, that's what I would do. I would make this room as professional as you can and start bringing bigger people in if you wanted to get paid or to on trade, because a lot of times business owners, small business owners, you don't have capital. Right. You don't have capital just to go spend. So go trade. You have a platform and a voice that goes out to how many people. And if you have a local person, go to do, go to the next person next door and say, dude, do you want to come on my podcast? They come in here. It looks super professional. Now you have your sign. Cause you did trade with that guy. Top shelfers fucking looks super cool. And now you can promote that shit. How do you, what falls under the category of professional? Cause obviously like, you know, some of the, no, no, for sure. I mean, you have to do it your way. Right. You, you, you want it your fill. I'm not saying, Make it corporate or whatever. No, no, no. I definitely will you, you know, do that. You know, exactly. But, you know, cleaning it up, um, you know, maybe invest in, you know, similar chairs. That mm -hmm. might be something that I would do. Um, however, whatever you whatever you thought um, or whatever you can think of just to, like, you know, make it, like, super nice, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I would edit videos so you have, like, different angles. Maybe get two cameras. You, you know, you, that's the next step that I'd probably do, like you're doing right now. Edit the snippets. Be as social as fuck on on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, release as much content as you can because that's what the, those little snippets are gonna. And then you have a link, a call to action. It's like go listen to the, the whole podcast here, right, dude? That's how you're gonna build your audience. That's our biggest news too, is because like, I mean, the whole idea, right, is someone's way more willing to watch under ten minutes of content versus three yep. hours. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and I realized that quite a while ago, and it's our best viewed like YouTube videos, which YouTube is a small portion of what I'm trying to do are the ones that are seven minute segments, dude, 10 minute segments, dude. And the ones and the, these that you put on YouTube, the videos that you put on YouTube for your podcast, you can sell those businesses, the sponsors a higher price. Cause you're going to put their logo and contact info in there. Mm. And now you can charge them more versus the person that's on Spotify that you can, you know, it's just audio 15 second blurb. Hey, this, this is brought to you by so-and-so insurance. They sponsored the, the vlog day. Check them out. Use discount, discount code top shelfers for 10% off. Now you're really building a brand. Right. And now you're getting other business owners involved and other business owners want to share this shit because they're talking about them. They're right. Like, of oh, course. Cool. This is super, I was just on this podcast and I just did this. Um, and then I just get super social and, and I get really creative with marketing, you know, rather than shirts, maybe go make stickers. Every single person, um, dude, the DC sticker guy, you know, DC brand, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, he has like the coolest story ever. Every single event, like a BMX event, he was down in the, the, with the people just putting stickers on everything and just handing out shit. And that's how they got to know him. 
he was literally just handing out stickers and plastering DC shoes on everything. Wow. And, uh, and his story is super cool. Rockwell that... Watches is a super cool story. Yeah. They got started. But... I live right by them. Is Ken Block the DC guy? Yeah, yeah, Ken yeah, Block. I like him a lot. Dude, Ken Block, he's, dude, he's the man. Yeah, he, he really is. And he was a guerrilla marketer. And so he got super, like, super into just, like, creative marketing. Um, but once again, it's a, it's a leads thing. So are we getting our leads from, you know, uh, think, think of marketing as, like, a big net. There's, right. there's so much, like there's so many different types of fish in the sea, which, which are your clients. And, and we need all these different clients. And some of your clients are on social media and some of your clients are networking and some of your clients might be partnerships. And you know, you have these different things. Well, you have to get as many as you can with your big net to make the biggest difference, you know? And you'll see like, you, you'll be, you'll go network for a while and you'll be like, dude, there's, I'm just not getting anything out of this, mm-hmm. right? Like. It doesn't make sense for me to do this. But if I put 10 bucks in Facebook ads, all of a sudden I'm blowing up. Well, now you know where your market's at. Right. It, but the important thing is is to have the wide net to get all those different verticals, if you will. You know, being being on the social media, doing networking, doing, you know, partnerships with other businesses. But anyways, that's how I would market. Maybe it's stickers. Maybe it's like guerrilla marketing. Right. And maybe, whatever. I don't know. You, you can get so Well, you can see stickers it. work because if you look... Oh, Someone yeah. else's podcast is on my podcast. Yeah, exactly. Because they brought stickers. I mean, Gals it's with mouth. It, it's exactly. It, it's a brilliant idea for sure. Yeah, and and then you know I would start thinking about I would make a list. This is probably one of the first things I would do if I were you. I'd make a list of the top five podcasters that are in Utah that you like. Now go try to be on their show. Mm. Do everything you can to go be on their show. Write them an email. Write them whatever you want. Say, hey, I'm the owner of, of Top Shelf Podcast. Would love to be would, would love to be a guest on your show, or you can go and be a guest on my show. How does that look? Top five. Guess what? Their audience will instantly know about you now. Right. And Isn't that the wonderful thing about podcasts, though? Yeah. It's so cool. Like you can just go. Yep. And if it's a big enough podcast, or if it's a great enough episode. People will know who that person is. I mean, look at Joe Rogan. I do. I try to avoid talking about Joe Rogan just because of the fact that he. Everyone talks. About everyone him. talks. And about I feel him. bad because, like, well, he's I don't want to steal. He's the golden boy. He's the yeah. poster child. He's doing it right. I, I don't like stealing his thunder. <laughs> I think a lot of people. You don't try. want to piggyback off him. Yeah, but how many people has Joe Rogan made? Oh, dude. Or at least I don't want to say made because that's kind of disrespectful. But, but he's blown up. Blown up, dude. How many comedians? Yeah. has Joe Rogan blown up? Just because Joe Rogan's a comic and liked them, brought them on his show. My favorite two comedians. Are I know on who the you're talking right about. Now. I know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, don't even have to talk. You about don't even have to say it. You know, and it's just him. it. It's crazy that podcasting has gotten to that point. I mean, because we've always had talk shows. We've already had always had radio shows and different things like that. But we've never had something where two plus individuals can get together and just literally talk about anything without a restriction of like a higher company saying, Hey, you can't talk about that. Yeah. Like that's, that that's not approved. Right. You can literally talk about whatever the fuck you want. I mean, I this podcast we've talked about ghosts. We've talked about like yeah. crazy party stories. Your we're boxes. T- yeah. We're talking about business now. You yeah. know, it's like, it's just such a wide variety because people have such a wide variety of, desires i mean if and i totally agree like some people have podcasts that are specific to one thing true crime being a big one like there's so many successful true crime podcasts but i always tell people like if you're gonna pick a specific idea by god be the most passionate person about it that you know yeah because i think it does you a little injustice if you for example make a podcast about ghosts yeah right 
But then when you get on there, you're like, yeah, ghosts are pretty cool. And then there's just nothing. But you don't know, like, anything. Yeah. Like, like, you don't know the good stories. You yeah. Know, you, you, know, you have nothing to offer it. And, and I love podcasts like, you know, Joe Rogan or I Am Salt Lake City or, like, yeah. all these different ones because it's so variety. I can tune in one episode and it's like, okay, we're talking about Utah's medical marijuana and yep. the growth that it's doing. Or Joe Rogan, we're talking about hunting. I never knew shit about hunting and I had a shitty opinion about hunting until he had some hunters on there. And I'm Cameron like, Haynes. Cameron Haynes. I was like, oh my God, it makes sense. Yep. I get why they do this now. Yeah. Just, like, I love podcasts. And I, you know, I remember when I first got into podcasts, it was Star Talk with uh, Neil Tyson, man. Yeah. That was like my favorite podcast. That was like what turned me on to podcasts. Yeah. And then from there, it was just like, what else is there? <laughs> you know, um, I, I was always a music guy. And I always tell my people that, uh, that come to my coffee is like, redeem your time in your car. Hmm. You know, rather than just listen to music all the time, I try to put on a podcast or something that like, you know, half, at least half the time I have to listen to a podcast or, or something rather than just music. I can't, I, you know. Um, that's just a personal thing that I do, but, um, but yeah, just blew up from there and, and I listen to all sorts of podcasts now about anything, you know, and a lot of motivational stuff, a lot right. of marketing stuff, a lot of business stuff, but that's just where my head is right these days. And, you know, obviously, you know, Joe and, and it's, the normal ones. It's weird but. you brought that up because I recently just started doing something too. Like if I'm driving, no radio. Yeah. No radio. Because I didn't, I started realizing like, cause my commute's not long. Yeah. It's about 30 minutes from. Yeah home and back like not bad and from here to home it's 10 15 like nothing like that but i've realized that just in that 45 minutes i can work out a lot of shit in my head oh dude and it like because there's nothing to interrupt you like obviously you have to focus on fucking driving but once again you were talking about those characteristics of i call them high performers the high the the people that are successful very common no no radio um there's this guy that I, i just read something i'm i'm I like Twitter a lot and there's this guy on there who's a really cool entrepreneur and he says he says you want to level up he goes start by turning off the stereo when you start driving he goes and work out that shit in your head he goes that's step one to like leveling up and I'm like damn dude like you're so right because I'm just so conditioned it's just like a dude it's just natural to be like oh man I'm a music dude I love music I was a drummer in high school like I I, I come from like the emo screamo you know 2000s like that was me and uh, and I love music. Like I love all types of music. But um, I read a book by Aubrey Marcus. He owns On It. Okay. On It Supplements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan owns uh, that too. Um, has a little piece of it. But anyways, Aubrey Marcus wrote a book called Own the Day, and it's a great book. I recommend everyone reading it. It, it. it basically the whole premise is if you can have a perfect day, that's how you figure out how to have a perfect week, have perfect month, mm. a perfect year. But have one good day. How do you have a perfect day? And when he talk, and then he goes on to talk about when you're driving, even and you're commuting. Um, how do you redeem the time? Are you just unplugging and you know? But how do you really redeem the time? And he talks about podcasts or, or listening to you know different things and or being aware, just turning it off and being really aware of your surroundings and you know and almost getting into a meditative state when you're driving and just being right. more aware of, of everything that's happening. But I I listened to that a few years ago and. And ever since I'm, I you know, almost feel guilty if I if I don't. Yeah. I I almost feel guilty if I'm just like, oh fuck it, radio, um, or my music. You know, who uses the radio anymore? You Spotify. <laughs> I think it's so easy to get not only commuting, but like those times that you have at home where you're like by yourself or with your significant other or your friends or whatever. It's so easy to get distracted on with your phone. 
oh, you know, dude. Facebook, Instagram. We, we've already talked about all the big social medias. It's so easy to get distracted, and time goes by really fast. Like, for example, like we're podcasting. How long have we been going? Almost two hours. An hour and 15, hour and 20, two yeah, hours. Yeah, like, time goes oh, by yeah. so fast, and I think people don't realize how productive even 30 minutes can be. Oh, dude. I've been noticing that so much, like, because I've, I've, I'm trying to get my mornings to be better, yeah. but I'm still a lazy piece of shit. If it, if I roll over and it's like six o'clock and my alarm's about to go off, I push my alarm thirty more minutes. Oh, you know, shit. like okay, I'll be like, I need some more sleep. You're like, but I like, need this. then I'll get up and then I'll start working, and in thirty minutes of that work, I'm like, fuck, I could have been done with this hours ago. You know, and th- like I try and really focus on. 30 minutes at a time and it's working for me right now for some Keep time. Keep doing it. And it's really, I think too many people lose too many 30 minutes every day, if that makes sense. All the time. I told you my, my biggest time wasters are Twitch mm-hmm. and YouTube. And, and, and with YouTube, I had to set the reminder that, you know, if you've been on it an hour, yeah. it reminds you. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, because, dude, it flies. Oh, so You fast. know, I'm subscribed to, like, a bunch of people that I like to genuinely watch. Yeah. And I start watching through them on my phone, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, your hour's up. And I'm like, what the? It feels like 10 minutes. Right. Like, what, where'd the time go? But you're so right. Like, time can get away from you. And, uh, and, and we can just waste time significantly, like, so, so quick. And and the, cra- the scariest thing of that is you do that every single day in a week you've wasted hours of time that you know you could have done something else and and, and not everyone needs to do something but no. you could have read that book that you've been wanting to do or finish that project or you know work on that thing at your house no. or start that side hustle like there's so many things that you could do and and so I'm a big proponent of time blocking. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent of time blocking. I you know I time block most of my day out and then at nighttime I fucking earned it. Right. I've earned to do whatever the hell I want before I go to bed. I always try to tell people that that like who who are trying to get on a better cycle in life, just in general, become happiness. I'm like, dude, there is nothing more rewarding than when you, even if it's work, you busted your ass at work, you accomplished all your goals at work that you needed to do for the day. You come home, you mow the lawn, you make your bed, you fucking clean your house, whatever it might be. And then it's like eight o'clock, like an hour before you go to bed, two hours before you go to bed. And you're like, oh, fuck, I got some me time now. Yeah. Dude, it is so much. It feels so much better than just doing it throughout your day. Dude, you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like you earn that that feeling of earning it is is a different type of feeling. Yeah. Rather than just coming home and unplugging, like which is very normal for a lot. It was very normal for me just to come yeah. home and Same. and literally zone out and be like, dude, I worked. I put in all my work today. But then there's always seems to be those shit that I have to do at the house, whether it's laundry or grocery shopping or whatever it is. And so I, I use a list. I use a formula called um, red, uh, red, yellow, green. Um, I keep it in my phone. Um, I keep it in my phone. Basically, I put all my tasks in my notes. I mean, I'm just going to show you this so you understand okay. what it looks like. But basically, I keep all my notes and my most important pressing notes or, or uh, tasks that I have are in red. And then it goes on. And so I just slam through these during the day. So my most important things are in my red section, my next most important things, and then my next important things. Okay. So when I time block, say that I work until 6 p.m. every day, right? right? Well, during the day, I slam out my reds. If they take two or three hours, don't care, I'm working on them, right? Then I go to my yellows. And then all of a sudden I have a meeting and I have a phone call and I go do those. I get done. Are my reds done? Yeah, cool. Now I'm going to my yellows. 
I try to get done with all of my task lists before I get done with the day. Um, and I make this at night and I make it in the morning. Right. And so, yes, I have my normal shit going on. Like I have planned meetings. Like I had, this was a planned meeting. I have my normal phone calls. I have those normal stuff. Um, but all those little things that just come up like, oh shit, I got to do my taxes. Right. Or, oh shit, I got to register my car or, uh, you know, uh, I, I got to call my kid. Like I don't live with my son and, and I put it in my task, um, in, in my schedule to like be intentional with my kid, right. you know, like I got to call my son. I put him in my task list, dude, and that has helped me just be productive. Productivity goes way up when I can just open my phone and I'm like, okay, cool. I slam through my reds, slam through my yellows. I have two things on my green list. And every once in a while, I'll be like, dude, I can wait till tomorrow. Right. It's like 620. I want to just, I'm done. And it's a green. It's not even a red. It's not even like super important. It's just something that has to get done. I'll save it for tomorrow. But that's helped my productivity, just just having that list in my in my phone and just being able to be like, cool, I got that done. Cool, got that done. Yeah, I think that's brilliant because I, you know, and I want to give people who are listening, like, I don't think that like we're talking about all these great things that you can do with your time or whatever doesn't mean it always happens. Oh, no, not at all. You know, and there, I think with podcasting and listening to people talk sometimes, like, it can get in listeners' heads, like, oh, these guys are fucking, like, great at everything, or, like, you know, perfect. Oh, no, dude, I suck. Fails so often. Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And, dude, life punches me in the mouth all the time. I just... I just learned how to be really consistent. Right. And so, dude, Monday I'll get punched in the face as hard as ever. And, dude, my the, my whole plans go out the fucking window. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I stop Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No. I'm just right back on it. And that's I think that's the biggest thing that I can say is that I'm just – I can honestly say I'm just really consistent with scheduling things. I'm really consistent with, like, sticking to a task list. I'm really consistent with, like, keeping a morning routine. That's all I'm – that's that's what I can say about me. Um, but dude, are there days like, dude, today is the perfect example. Um, I, I usually wake up at five 30. I'm, I'm out of my house at six to go to Vasa. I go to the gym, work out. Um, and today, and I don't use an alarm clock. Oh really? I don't use an alarm clock. I haven't used one for Press years. Phone. I just, I have this weird thing. I've had it since I'm a kid where I know when to work, wake up today that went out the window oh, and shit. I woke, and I woke up at six Oh five and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Well, I'm late to the gym, and I meet my buddy at the gym at 6.15. So I text him, I'm like, dude, just woke up, running late. But it would have been really easy to say, I slept in, sorry, bro, can't make it. But Very I didn't. Easy. It would have been really easy to do that. I think the difference is it's just like, well, shit, I'm starting late, but still going. Yeah. You know? And so things don't always go to plan. No. Like, like, dude, shit happens. Life happens. Relationships happen. You know, so many different factors happen, but if you can just be consistent with some sort of system that you can rely on that says, this is my routine, this is my schedule, these are my goals, and I'm putting the goals, like like steps to get me to my goals in my routine, Right. that's, that's well, what you need. And I was talking about earlier, and it really kind of harkens back to it, is like, just because you're not seeing massive progress in whatever you're doing, if it's losing weight or if it's building a business, starting a podcast or yeah. whatever it might be, if you can see the small steps and you are taking those small steps and you stay consistent, consistency is key in everything. Everything. Everything in life. Like you could be, if you work a nine to five, but you're consistent with it. There's going to be a point in time where that nine to five will pay off. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, whether that be now yeah. you're the general manager. They're going to recognize whatever. you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like consistency is everything. And if you stick with it and you're proactive in your own life and your time management and your 
really doing it to do it like because you can make an excuse we could sit like we could have not done this podcast i could have sat at home and watched youtube yeah. you know i could have called him or i could have messaged yeah, it's friday like, night yeah. at 6 p.m right? yeah like, you know there's lots of shit going you on you can do a lot of different things right now but you know it's if if you truly know what you want and you're taking those small steps don't get discouraged like because it's yeah. i know that in 2020 mental health is a big topic right like and, oh yeah and you know, I think everyone struggles with mental health in their yeah. own way. And I look at I look at our brain and I compare it to a muscle, right? Yeah. Like, let's say I want the biggest fucking bicep. I want Arnold biceps, yeah. right? I can't go to the gym down the block and go get those right now. Yeah. I can't, okay? But if I work out for, like, 15 years, I might be able to look in the mirror and be like, fuck, man, like, kind of Arnold-like, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. getting there. Same thing with your brain. Like, if you're giving yourself these great opportunities and you're giving yourself you know, these small steps, at some point your mental health might catch up with you. And it, For sure. you know, don't, I know it's easy to get down in the dumps and it's so easy to fall into depression and, you know, you just keep, what? keep growing and keep strengthening. Oh, dude, when, you know, even if you talked to me two years ago, I, I, I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. I think he's one of the coolest guys on the planet. And uh, he's he's an entrepreneur. He's an actor. He's dude. He owns businesses. He he works out. Like he does it all, right? He's like he's He's Leonardo. Dude, he's just so he's just so cool. And if you would have asked me two years my thoughts on him, I would have been, I would have told you, dude, that guy's a workaholic. Yeah, that guy is just such a workaholic. And and what I've realized, especially after the last two years, man, is mindset and personal development is like karate there's different belts to it yes yes and as you progress your capacity gets bigger and so at first you know we the things i've talked about is probably fucking exhausting for someone listening like what this guy fucking goes to bed at 10 (laughs) dude he time blocks everything he has a task list he wakes up and goes to the gym like that is exhausting what a fucking workaholic like i know there's someone listening right now that's just that thinks i'm crazy which is totally fine it I, I would have thought I was crazy too, yeah. but what but but it's like karate, man. Everyone has a white belt when they start, and if you can start with one thing, just one thing, and be really consistent at it, you can make big differences. And, and before long, you'll be a yellow belt, yeah. and before long, a blue belt. You know, and you'll start working your way up, and you can add to your capacity because your skill set has increased. Right. You know, your discipline has increased. If you would have told me 10 years ago, my lifestyle, I would have thrown up. I would have literally looked at you <laughs> and been like, what? Like, no, like, so not, not possible. I, I would have told you it's not possible. Dude, I was 337 pounds, super fucking depressed, like, did nothing. Dude, I dude, I was embarrassing my eating habits. Like, I, I would party all the time. I would drink all the time. I, I just, I would not be able to wrap my head around who Morgan is today. And it literally just started, like, with one little things like like here I'm gonna try this and I'm gonna be consistent at it and then all of a sudden that was easy to do and then it was the next thing and the next thing and now I live a life where I try to be really productive and I try to be really uh, I try to produce things produce jobs or produce content or produce whatever it is right and and the lifestyle that I live now is really beneficial to that it really helps those things and so anyone listening yeah, mental health, dude. There's there's been a time in my life where I've struggled with mental health, mm. and I, and I was super depressed, and I and I, you know and and I'm very vocal about mental health, and and I tried hurting myself, and yeah. and I ended up in a hospital, and I was super depressed, 
I was, I was, you know, I, I was, I was diagnosed with depression and I was on all sorts of, uh, you know, meds and stuff like that. And it was probably like one of the lowest points in my life. And, and the, the, like what I can say is I'm not in any meds now, you know, completely off meds. I haven't been on meds for anything for depression or anything, but it's because I built my mindset up and I'm, I'm not trying to take away from chemical imbalances or real issues that people have. But there is a certain power and a certain confidence that comes when you work on your mindset, when you work on your personal development, that shit changes you. Absolutely. And you realize what you're capable of. And a lot of people don't realize that they're capable of hard shit. A lot of people don't realize that they're capable of greatness. A lot of people don't realize that they can do whatever they want. And and, and things don't hurt as bad anymore when things happen. Right. You know, if... If someone came in right now and said, dude, your company just blew up, right? Like you have no company. It just right. got sued. You're gone, whatever. Old Morgan would have been super depressed and been like, what am I going to do? Right. And, you know, my mindset these days is like, well, that sucks. Let's, let's go to the next one. Yeah. You know, like what are we doing tomorrow to like do another company, you know? Um, but that takes time to get there. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it takes time to, to just not care anymore as in uh, – not worry about judgments of other people or have anxiety for the future and just, just go to work, you know, and, and that takes time to get there. But, um, yeah, mindset, dude, it, it always comes back to you. It's always on you. You only have yourself. You can only count on yourself and why not build the baddest motherfucker in yeah. the room? Who's yourself? Dude. And you, you really, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I think that it's just, I wish that more people would listen to that whole idea because it really can change so much of your life. Yeah. And I've always told people this and it used to be about like relationships or, you know, desires, but like what I wanted when I was 18 isn't what I want now 25. Oh, not what not. I wanted when I was 23 isn't what I wanted when I'm 25. Yeah. If you are looking at yourself and you're like, man, I still want the same thing I want wanted when I was 18 and now you're 25, 30, you might need to do some self-reflecting. Yeah. Because if, Unless you're becoming a doctor or something crazy like that, why haven't why aren't we there? Have you seen that meme on the internet and it has a caterpillar and the butterfly and the caterpillar says, You've changed and he says, You're supposed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge for me, dude. Yeah. I love that stupid little meme, dude, because like you're supposed to like you're supposed to evolve. Like you're supposed to like dude get better. Like yeah. like mediocrity should scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Comfort being comfortable. And, and, and cozy should scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Real growth and what I've seen and what I've seen in countless people is when you get super uncomfortable, put yourself in, put yourself out there, do hard shit. That's when like real growth happens too. Yeah. And, and I think what, what makes it so hard, dude, is we live in a society of instant gratification. Yeah. You know, I want to go on a date, I swipe right. I want to watch a movie, Netflix. If I want food, DoorDash. Yeah. You know, like everything is so instant right now. And I think that, you know, us growing up with that, it's really, really messed us, like messed us up. Um, if something doesn't work, we want out. Yeah. You know, if we don't see changes, we don't want to do it. And if something takes a long time, we don't know how to do that no, because everything's, everything's instant. And if you can condition yourself to delay gratification and to take some time and have patience, I think that's a huge factor in mental health too. Yeah. Is, is learning how to deal with patience and learning how to deal. And I think relationships, dude, relationships right now, even with us, you know, some, somebody does something you don't like 
it's so easy just to be like, ah, peace out on right. the next one, right? And it, but instant gratification, I think, is a is a big problem right now in the world, and it, especially our generation. Yeah, and, and I, I think too, it's also not being aware of what's behind what you're seeing. So let's use Instagram for example, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, whoever our sexiest person of the day is right now, you know, whoever that might be. Yeah. You know, we look at that and we're like, well, shit, like that's crazy, or whatever the top post is. And we'll, we'll side, we'll, we'll sidetrack. Well, let's talk about Rock. Let's talk about Dwayne okay, Johnson. Okay. okay. If we look, if I get on Instagram and I look at whatever his most recent post is or Twitter and he's looking fucking yoked and he's in a suit or whatever it oh, is yeah. and he's killing it and I'm like, well, shit, I'll never be that. He's that. Like, how do I get that? I'm not going to ever be able to get that. They don't want to disconnect and realize, like, dude's been grinding since he was, like, 15. Dude, forever. They don't see the backstory. They don't see the... Like, the years that goes into that. You know, Even Gary Vee. Dude, oh, Gary yeah. Vee didn't post a single piece of content until he was 32. Yeah. Like, 32. You know, he helped his dad's business, the wine business, yeah. until in, the, in his late 30s. And I think, I, I like to talk about age too sometimes because, you know, I know that I have some younger listeners and, you know, it's very important to me at least that they understand, like, what you're experiencing in high school or right when you get out of high school can be very shocking and be very like it almost feels like you're getting hit like you're getting punched right yeah 100 percent. you know it's super heavy but like that first time you buy toilet paper right that's like oh shit i gotta buy this stuff this is how much this is how much (laughs) milk is going up (laughs) dude like grow yeah but go on yeah but you know it's i think you need to realize that age doesn't always equal anything right because no. i know people who are 40 50 60 who haven't accomplished a single thing in their life and they've just done their nine to five yeah you know it you can at any point in your life you can grab a hold of it and really turn yourself into who do you want who you want to be yeah and you know i'm i'm 25 I don't, you don't have to share your age but 32 you're 32 at what age did you realize that you could do this 30. Like 10, 30. Dude. I mean, this is two years ago. I had like, a, I, dude, it was like two and a half, three years ago maybe is when the change, I call it the change. Yeah. Dude, I owned a company before that. I, I, I sold a company two years ago, you know, um, and during that time, I was not this guy. Yeah. I was not this guy at all. I was, I was a super piece of shit. I let my company just kind of do its thing. We were making money. I did whatever the fuck I wanted. I, I, I left the company for a while. I came back to it. Like... Two years ago, like two, three years ago, yeah. is when I had the switch in my head go on that said, dude, get your shit together. And I was so tired of my own bullshit that I was telling yeah. myself, like, this is just who you are. Like, you're totally fine. You got, like, wh- whatever lies I was telling myself. But it, dude, it was like two years ago, and I was like, I'm done. I'm going to completely reinvent myself. And uh, I'm going to, new Morgan, and I got, I, I got a tattoo to represent it, but I got a new tattoo, and I was like, you're done. And Morgan's dead. Old Morgan is completely dead, buried, gone. And this is the new you. And uh, and it was two years ago to get my shit together. Yeah. It was, it was two years ago. And I think that's so important for anyone listening is like you might think that you're getting too old for something. Or you might think that you're too young for something. There is opportunities for anybody. Oh, 100%. We live in a day and age where you can literally do anything you want. There's an audience for you. Yeah. And at any moment, you can choose to, to do those things. Yeah. 
there's a, there's a fast way to do it. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, a smart way to do those things, and, and there's an educated way to do those things, like sure. like getting involved with mentorship and you know, and, and, and really putting yourself out there. But yeah, it's, I agree with you. Yeah, and I think too, I, I've been bring, I've been starting this saying, and I don't I don't want to call it a quote because I I don't know, it's, I don't have it formulated or not. But I've noticed that in 2020 and 2019, the past five six years. People have started hating each other. Like, pe- there's always that thing like humans suck, you know, or people, people are suck. shitty. People yeah. suck. Like, I don't think that's a reality. I, it really bothers me that that gets talked about so much because everyone's a person until you talk to them, right? right? And I issued this challenge on last week's podcast. I said, go out in the streets, look at someone, go introduce yourself, Just say hi. Yep. I'm Wes. Nice to meet you. Who are you? Like. Because you're you were just a person on social media until yeah. we started fucking talking. Yeah, and you're amazing. You're awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, and like it, it, I think that there needs to be a shift in people's mindset of like I don't know if people are scared of other people because there's it, there's a lot of reason to be scared of other there's people. There's a lot. Of, yeah, it's it's dude. It's the generation thing. I think a lot of people were growing up on social media. We see people's highlights reels all day long yeah. on social media, and and maybe we're losing some interpersonal yeah. skills people skills because of that um i see it mostly in in younger people than me yes younger people than me um i do really well in business networking i'm a social fucking person i want to talk to everyone mm-hmm. i want to introduce myself like like I'm, right. I'm, I'm a really social person but i grew up that way um my parents were always you know pushed me to go do things like that but i i meet these people that are you know 25 22 and they're like almost scared to talk with older people yeah. they're, they're almost like really timid and I, I never had to experience that, but I think it's because we have grown up on the internet. We've yeah. grown up behind a screen. We're a person on the screen. And it's really easy to, you know, talk shit and kind of be your worst self online if you want to be. Yeah. With no repercussion. And in the real world, real life, you know, if someone said something to me that was super demeaning, I'd want to punch him in the face. Right. You know? and, but anyways, yeah, the... To, to meet people, I don't think people are as bad as, as they come off online. No. I don't think that people are dicks or anything like that. Um, like I said, I am part of so many networking groups alone where I, I deal with hundreds of people. Hundreds. Hundreds of different. Dude, there's, there's a networking space in every city from my house to Salt Lake. Wow. And, and I go to these all the time, and there's great people out there. Yeah. There are great humans out there that, you know... I've had great experiences with, yep. with their business, with who they are, with them supporting small business, all sorts of stuff. So, when I think too, like it's so easy, and in the business world, right? Like, you typically hear negative before you hear positive. Oh yeah, and I think that's with people too, and it, it's really disheartening for me because some of the the reason where why I'm here is because of other people. The reason why Wes is maturing at 25 still is because of other people. Sure, and I think that you know, some of our younger generations are going to lose that. I think they're going to realize like, or I'm afraid that they're going to think that the only way that I can do is by myself. Now that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not bad to put everything on your back, but there is so much to be gained from just the other people in your peer circle. Oh dude. I think, uh, I think being social is a very human thing to be, you know, and and you go back and you think about, you know, our tribe, and, and, and who's in your tribe. I think it's really important to to be a social person, especially if you're trying to uh, start a business or a side hustle. 
networking is a is a must. Yeah. It's an absolute must. Um, it's free usually. You meet amazing people, and you're going to meet older people that have done what you're doing, and yeah. they're going to give you great advice. And and so there's so much that goes into it. And I think you know, and in, in a step away from business is, is getting involved in your community. Oh yeah. And and you know, kind of like we talked about Rhett, what Rhett's doing, and. Um, to getting involved with your community and saying, you know, like, how can we help each other? I, you know, how, how do we how do we go back to those type of things to, to be better people? Of how do we lift everyone up? You know, in, in my coffee group, my I teach mindset, personal development. My saying is, as the tide rises, all ships rise. So as you get better, those around you get better as well. Mm-hmm. And and I think that goes a long way in community or mindset or working, but whatever it is, you know, and. And that's, uh, yeah, I think maybe a younger generation should not be so scared and really put themselves out there. Yeah. You know, a lot of time it's fear. A lot of time it's fear of, I don't know as much as they do, or I don't, I, right. they're going to judge me. And, and uh, but you just got to go, you just got to do it. You just got to suck at it. Yeah. And you'll get better. Right. Like I say that all the time, but you just got to suck at it. But it's so true. You just got to you grow so much from failing. And oh, I think that's, so much. that's something that fell drew, forward. Yeah. That's the thing that drove me so fucking crazy about standard education is like, okay, let's say I go take a test, right? For math and geometry. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking at that page. I'm like, what the fuck is this stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fail. Okay. There isn't typically a reteaching. There usually isn't like a rebound. Oh, you could go retake the test, maybe. Yeah, no, it's like, that's the test. But that's not reality. That isn't when you get out of high school or college. Like, that's not the reality. If you go, let's say you're an engineer, okay, and you go fuck up a project, right? Yeah. Big time. That could be a lot of money that's lost, and it could be very scary. You could even lose your job. Sure. What are you going to do? Are you going to fall back to the mindset that you were taught in high school where, like, Oh, fuck, what am I going to do? I'm done. I failed it. I'm done. I failed, but that's it. There's that's, no redos. I'm a fail. I'm a failure. Or are you going to do exactly what Morgan just said? Fail forward. Learn from that experience. Like, learn from your fails. Like, that's how you grow. Yep. That's how we become better people. I, I tell people that uh, I have failed more times than you've even tried. And that's part of the reason I'm successful, yep. in my opinion, is I have literally failed at everything I can think of more times than I can count. I have I have failed horrendously at sales or at customer service or at growing a business or starting businesses, but I have failed so many times. Um, I just haven't stopped. I just haven't, I just have not stopped. And if I had that mentality of like, man, if I fail, I stop, dude, I wouldn't be anywhere. I right. couldn't be anywhere. But yeah, you learn, you get so much experience from failing. Yeah. And, and you learn so much from it. And you, and you learn from other people's mistakes. And you learn from other people's failures. Um, but that should not be a reason to stop or to get started. Yeah. Is you, just, you just have to fucking do it. So. Yeah. Consistency. Consistency weird how is it came key. Back. Did you have only until 8 o'clock tonight? Uh, yeah. Okay. we got 20 minutes left. Let's do it. Let's talk about something that's not, not as uh, important of a topic. Okay. MMA. Yeah, I love it. I want to talk about it. I could talk UFC for hours. Yeah. So you gave me your background of MMA stuff that you did before we started talking. Do you yeah. want to give me like a highlight again of... Yeah, so I so I wrestled all through high school. Now, I was the youngest brother. 
And, and my three older brothers, I feel like they were like the typical dudes. Uh, they loved cars. They were into like basketball, football. And then there was me who was like, I like drama club and, <laughs> and I like poetry. And then uh, my in, in high school, finally, I was like, I'll wrestle. Like, that seems kind of cool. So I started wrestling and I wrestled on the East Coast. And I was actually really good at it, and I excelled in it, and uh, it just kind of clicked. It was like one of those things that just clicked. It was really natural for me, and I loved it. I won a lot of awards. And anyways, I came back here to Utah. Um, I started watching. The, the UFC just started putting out the Ultimate Fighter show. Right. I would watch it at night as a kid in high school. And, I, and after I graduated, I came here to Utah, and one of the most – like one of the best teachers in Brazilian jiu-jitsu was Pedro Sauer, yep. who was out of Sandy, Utah. And I had no idea. I just typed in BJJ in, on Google. I remember being like BJJ, Utah. And Pedro Sauer popped up. I'm like, cool, I'll go check out this gym. Little did I know it was like the best Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu gym in in Utah. Yeah. You know? Arguably West Coast. Oh, too. yeah. Dude, great, great school. Great instructor. Pedro Sauer's the man. So I went and got my blue belt under him. Um Moved back to the East Coast, went to some gyms there and blah, blah, blah. I came back, went back to Pedro's place. It's now Unified. I was at Unified with with, uh, with Johnny, who's there, who's the head instructor. And there was these two guys that I knew, and Brandon and Brian. And I'd always see them. They'd come in. They'd roll with us. And then it dawned on me. I didn't know how to, like, strike. Like, I felt great grappling. <laughs> I felt great, like, wrestling. Right. But, dude, if someone was to throw a punch at me, like, I would have no idea what to do. And so I talked to Brandon after class one day and, and he was like, dude, like we have a, we have a place up here. It was at Washington square at the yeah. time. And, uh, <laughs> and one day I showed up and I never looked back and I started learning, you know, Muay Thai, Western style boxing. Um, they didn't teach Brazilian Jiu Jitsu at the time they do now, but they taught CSW, which is combat submission wrestling, right. which is from Eric Paulson, Brock Lesnar's old coach. And, you know, um, and I got super involved in it and we would, you know, I've sparred, I've been in Grappler's Quest and Naga and I've competed in those things. I got my brother into it. My brother competed in those things. Wow. Um, and now they have their new gym down in North Salt Lake and, and I love them and, and, uh, and I haven't been for a few years, but for, for many years, 10 plus years, that's all I did. Do you think that that had a lot of impact, like mentally on your discipline oh my oh because mma and everything that you hear about anything that's martial arts is discipline's the most important thing you see and, it, and if i frustrate myself dude i'm so hard on myself because if i frustrate myself because yes i can totally see how that helped me solve problems you know like i'm a big dude i fought big dudes yeah. and when you're underneath a big fat heavy guy and he knows what the fuck he's doing and you don't know how to get out and you're dude and you're sweating and you've been going at it all class and and you have to figure out mentally how to get out yeah dude that teaches you mindset that teaches you how to stay calm to use your brain how to do the moves and you know if you're grappling whatever but yeah and i look back and i said dude if i had this mindset now oh. back then i you know i i truly believe i could have been really 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 good right and uh and i could have been a completely different person um but i'm in talks with them um I, I went back right before covid and i was with them for a little bit and then covid happened and so now they're doing zoom classes but when they open back up again i'll be back down there that's awesome and, and i told them that so uh but but yeah that that teaches you tons of stuff about mindset oh yeah i have a different filter on now that I look at mindset completely different, but yeah, dude, I, I can't wait to get back. I think it'll be night and day difference. That's awesome. So, 
I but you trained too. You you trained in Legends. No, I I'm going to. Oh, Legends you're going now. to. Where did you train? Before? So I did a little bit at Mushin. Oh, okay. uh, My buddy is a boxer who's had multiple fights, so I was training kind of with him. What's his name? Um, Jordan um, Drew Myler. He's not. He's just an amateur guy. Blonde kid. No. Oh, okay. No. I don't remember where he trained. He trained in Park City, and then he trained in um, God downtown. There is. I feel bad that I don't remember his name. He's an older gentleman. He's been running a boxing gym for fucking oh really long time. He trained there for a while. Um, I bounced around. I don't know to a couple different places. I was at the Ultimate Fighting Training Center. Yeah, Mike Stidham's. Yeah, for a little bit. Um, Mike's a good guy. Too. I love it. Just because I I grew up playing conventional sports. I did baseball. I did basketball. Yeah. Um, kind of football. There, you can be as great of an athlete as you can. But when it's a team environment, you're only as strong as your weakest link. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. MMA? It's all on you. It's all on you. And that's what I loved about wrestling. Yeah. That's what I loved about MMA. That's literally why I wrestled. I remember, you know, in wrestling that it, it's literally you against another person and the best man wins. Yeah. And, and, and if he has your card, he has your card. And if you have a shitty night, he's capitalizing. And if they do, you're capitalizing. Yeah. And that was just such a big pull for me. In the in the fight world, dude, and man, I love I love that stuff, and it, just because the mindset of it, you know, and uh, even just I, I love it. That's yeah. all. I love it. I well, love that and, stuff. And, and you posted something about GSP. Oh, um, dude, that's GSP. A... I think people don't realize the magnitude that man is, even outside of the ring. Because right yeah. in the ring, we see him, and he's like, "Gee." He, the goat. He's the goat. He's dominant. Oh, dude. But then goat. you look at his life, and you're like, oh, he is literally just awesome. Yeah, across he's I mean, he owns, cool what, guy. like three or four businesses. Yeah, dude. He's, he's worth millions that he earned from not from MMA. Yep. Like, yep. God. And, there, and there's a lot of those guys. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, Connor, dude. Connor's, Connor's a, a, like, a smart businessman. Brilliant. He's a brilliant business guy. There's a lot of people like that in in the the fight world. The the good guys, the people that are the smart people, diversify, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, like, dude, what, if you're a fighter, you're a fighter. There's something in you that just that that calls to you. I it's was primal and it's it's yeah. masculine to me, and I, you know, and I like that shit. So I would love to have a non-character conversation with Connor. Yeah, because like just to get to know him. he's a character, right? Yeah. Like Connor, the Connor that we see, I think has been created to make him money, right? Yeah, I want to know what Connor is like on a Monday morning when it's six a.m. and he's waking up. Did, did you watch Notorious on Netflix? I haven't. You need to watch that documentary. It's about Connor. Okay, and it, it's amazing. It's a great kind of behind the scenes Connor. Is he always on like he is, or is it... Uh, he, a lot of the time he is. Interesting. But he's just a funny, chill dude. Like, like one of my favorite scenes in that in that documentary is where he reads a quote on his phone, you know, and, and he's like, who's that? And like people are guessing. He's like, Oprah. And, you know, and, and dude, he's just like this funny guy, and, and he talks about stuff, and it, it's a great perspective about Connor and, and kind of like his life and, and stuff, but it's a great, great documentary. It pumped me up. It'll pump you up for fighting even more. Oh, that's what I want It'll to pump hear. you up. So, so I'm excited. But yeah, uh, MMA was super fun. There's just something that goes with knowing how to defend yourself in a fight, you know, like I used to be married. I was married for like four years and I used to tell my wife at the time, like it's a confidence thing, you know, like if we were walking down the road and someone's like, do something, 
I I feel so confident of like at least not getting like super hurt. Right. You know, like I feel really confident on like not getting super hurt if someone was to like attack me, you know, or attack you or whatever. Right. And I like that confidence. I like that feeling of just, you know, being safe or prepared. And that that's a that that's a, that was a driving factor for me for a while. And of course it's a great workout and you feel great, but well, and I think too so much confidence comes from Oh, it. yeah. Well, and on top of the fact that just you know, I I'm not going to use names just out of um, respect, but I heard recently that I had a peer who actually got jumped randomly in the street mm. by two gentlemen. Like it was not provoked. It was it had there was no reason behind it and he got beat up pretty badly and his wife was there too and like they didn't I don't believe they did anything to her but you know stuff like that happens man stuff like that happens and you know I'm not, I don't know I haven't talked to this gentleman for a while so I don't know if maybe he had taken classes or not but you know just knowing how to basically defend yourself just basic fundamentals can make the you know, biggest difference you know and even especially with all the stuff going on with cops right now. Sorry, I'm going to bring it up. No. But uh, I think every officer should have to be, like, trained. Brazilian jiu-jitsu trained. Yeah. Like, it, it's the best hand-to-hand self-defense there is. How to how to maintain, like, how to, um, what's it called, uh, like, restrain someone. How yeah. to, you know, it's just the best. It's the best out there. Well, I mean, you learn very easily that there's a time frame of when you can choke somebody yeah before they go unconscious and before they yep you know they're they're those are things that are taught yeah that need to be taught oh for sure so yeah fighting is fighting is a fun thing yeah if anyone's thinking about it they'll uh it's a huge confidence boost you learn a lot and they become your family too like, oh yeah the people that you punch in the face are your best friends <laughs> and if you're if you're thinking like oh well i'm not the most athletic type i'm not going to do anything like that oh no jujitsu easy pitch for you it's chess with your body. Yeah, and you're, <laughs> Honestly. you're laying on the ground. You're not running. Yeah, you're like, not. You're, you're laying on the ground, right? If you're not in shape, like, hey, guess what? You get to lay on the ground. So yeah, it's a that's a fun sport. Yeah, jujitsu is a like uh, I shouldn't say 100, percent but jujitsu is mind mind over everything. Like, oh, dude! Yeah. In the moment, like you got to yeah. know where arms are going, where legs are going, where body weight's it's, going. Like it's it's weird because it becomes second nature for sure. Yeah, and and, and I remember they're just like you know like. In my head, I remember in my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or CSW career, um, it's weird because all of a sudden you feel the level up and, and you'll be rolling and you'll have to like think like, okay, my leg goes here, my arm goes there. And then you're rolling one day and all of a sudden it just does it and you're just all of a sudden like in this flow state and you're like, oh shit, I'm leveling up. Yeah. And, and that's a really cool feeling too. But and yeah, it's definitely a mind. It's definitely mental. Definitely mental. And one of the most humbling experiences you can have as a man, as a woman, as anything in your life, is when you roll with someone who's a bad motherfucker. Oh, dude, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. Uh, DJ Randy uh, says all cops should have a blue belt. I completely yes. agree with you. They, dude, every they should go through Gracie Combatives. Yeah, uh, Gracie Combatives is a great program for any cop, um, any officer. They all should know that how to how to restrain and how to defend themselves in a very safe manner. But yeah. totally agree with you. Um, I was a state wrestler. Walked into Pedro's place and, uh, you know, they paired me up with this dude that was probably half my size, had glasses on, looked like freaking Poindexter, <laughs> like, like super short hair. Like just, he, I was like, oh, damn, I'm going to like kill this kid. And, uh, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the class, there's, there's open rolling, like, you know, you're rolling and, and he takes off his glasses and we start rolling and that dude 
humbled me more than anybody's ever humbled me on the mats before. And I was trying to go all quick and fast and, and he just used everything against me and was arm barring me and choking me out every 20 yep. seconds. And, uh, and it was like the biggest piece of humble pie. And I remember at the end of it, I, I like shook his hand. I smiled and I was like, I was like, dude, like I never thought you would be able to do that. And he just goes, just slow down, buddy. It's not wrestling. And I was like, damn. <laughs> and he just called me out on my shit. So I got beat up by a 120 pound woman before. Oh, dude. That's... Like that was, that was the moment in time where I'm like, I am not a hard ass. <laughs> Come on now. Like, what am I thinking? Like, dude, I've rolled with some black belts. I've rolled with some female black belts and it's the most terrifying no. feeling in the world to just be manhandled by a 130 pound woman there. It is. It's also a weird feeling. Like, cause I've rolled with one black belt in my life. It was so scary. Oh dude. They, <laughs> it's so scary. Cause I'm it's not a completely different experience. I was, I was like maybe halfway to a blue belt. So I was very inexperienced. Right. Yeah. And I just wanted like for fun. Yeah. I have ne- I, I couldn't move. There was nothing that I did that wasn't immediately bad for Dude, me. Dude, it's just terrifying. <laughs> it's it's literally survival. Yeah. You just have to survive. I felt like the only thing that was going to help is if I just dead fish and don't move. Yeah, just like, what? I feel like every movement Anything I did, it was did. just a trap. Yeah, dude. I, and I've been in that situation more times than not. You know, Brian and Brandon are both black belts. Oh, yeah, and... they're so good. They're so talented. Uh, so. For this last little, like, five minutes, yeah. um, why don't you pitch stuff that you're working on? Tell me where people can find you, where people can reach out, where people can be involved, you know, everything that you're doing. I'd say like the top three things is uh, I'm super social on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Instagram's the Morgan McKell, um, Facebook, Morgan McKell. You can follow me on there. I do have a social media company, Monarch Social. Uh, We build websites, we do paid ads, we do a ton of videography, have a whole production team. That's super cool. Um, and that's one of my companies. You can follow Monarch Social if you want. Next Level Humans is where I do business consulting and mindset coaching. So if there's people out there that don't know where to get started with mindset, I'm a mindset coach. Uh, I would love to help you with some personal development and set some goals with you and give you some tips and tricks and, and things to read that would definitely help people. Um, I also run a coffee meeting every Monday morning. It's totally free. It's at 8 a.m., um, we're meeting up in Layton right now. We were in Salt Lake, but now we're in Layton. But we have a Facebook group called Next Level Nation, and I teach personal development and mindset. Totally free. Come hang out for an hour and a half and meet other people, meet up entrepreneurs and, and, and whatever. And and that's what I'm doing. So reach out if you have questions. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, do it. It's so worth your time. I mean, even this two hours, I felt like I've grown more than I have in the past three weeks. Yeah, and if you have questions or, dude, if you if you ever want to, you know, throw shit my way, you have my number and yeah. and we'll talk shop yeah. and, and we'll get going. I definitely appreciate that because I okay. definitely, I'll take you up on it. And, and I, I appreciate you for having me. I really, you know, it's, it's really cool stuff. I love supporting small business. I love supporting like young, hungry people and and this is a cool podcast. And, and you. you know, I've watched it. I participate on yeah. Twitch. And, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm no- I get notifications when you go live. And and so just keep grinding it out. Keep having fun. And and uh, and thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. Everyone watching, um, either here live or on the other Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, thank you for finally uh, taking the podcast for some reason. Um, it's because it rocks, but I'm glad you guys realized that. It's super rocks. Um, if you guys, uh, I'll make sure there's links 
in the descriptions on everything for if you want to go follow. And uh, yeah, thank you. Go reach out. Meet someone new again. It's still your challenge. I haven't had anyone come Get and tell me. Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. One way or the other. Take that first step. If you need help, you can message me. Hell yeah. I'll help. Hell yeah. Take care, everybody. Goodbye.